listen to Fox News ABQ.FM, K229CL 93.7 FM, and AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Here it is, here it is, another Saturday edition of Liberty Ladies Unite on KIVA 93.7 FM and AM 1600. Ladies, say hello. Hey, everybody. Another Saturday of Freedom Speak with Rebecca and Natalie on KIVA Rock of Talk. You can uh, actually email us during our show if you'd like because we look at our emails during the show at libertyladiesunite at gmail.com. You can also put the Rock of Talk app on your phone and listen there. And you can also listen on your computer, rockoftalk.com. And I want to highly recommend our new service, rockoftalk.chat. It's, you can subscribe to it. You can read the show notes. You can listen to playbacks. It's really an awesome app. I put it on myself, and I've been checking it out. It's really good. So that being said, I am Rebecca. No, you're not. Hold on. Natalie is not on. All right, am I on? There we go. Let's try that again. There I am. Okay, I'm Rebecca. I'm Natalie. We are your Liberty Ladies, and we unite. unite. All right, let's get to it. We got a packed, packed docket today. What's on the docket today, Rebecca? Well, we're thinking about some election fraud. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of news out there about that. A lot of people are thinking about that. Absolutely. Um, We're going to talk about rules for radicals. You hear about Saul Alinsky a lot. So I did a little yes. bit of research on him, thought we'd talk about it a little bit and enlighten everybody on what those actual rules for radicals are. And, of course, our Mask Mania segment. And then we're going to finish off with things to be thankful for. Being That's as right. Thanksgiving's coming up this coming week. So even though our mad lady governor has done her darndest to ruin our lives, in the midst of all that, we have a lot of things that have happened that have actually been good as a yes. result of her tyranny. Oh, yes. And I'm sure she hates that. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll make sure we remind her of them so she can just cringe. Absolutely. It will really, really make her mad. So, the thing that is on everybody's mind these days, election fraud. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm reading a lot of things that are talking about the Dominion server being confiscated in Germany. Now, I've heard that enough from enough different people where it's starting to look that that is an actual factual thing. And if any of you all have more information than I do, please call in and talk to us about it. Um, We're going to set up this segment for about 10 or 15 minutes. We're going to give the call-in number, and then we're going to let you guys call in, and we're going to talk about it. Join the conversation, yeah. So Dominion, it's on everyone's tongues these days. Um, Yeah, interesting thing with Dominion is... It was used in this 2020 election by 28 different states. I believe it was used in all of the six battleground states, as well as, yours truly, New Mexico. Yep. So when Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis came out the other day in their big press conference that, you know, all the mainstream media ignored, uh, even though that was like, the most interesting thing happening in the entire world at that time. Hmm, yeah, kind of dropped the ball on that. When they came out with that press conference, um, Sydney Powell, you know, she's not blowing smoke when she says that they're getting ready to overturn the results of multiple states. Because if the stuff that they claimed is true, holy wow, 
Yeah, it, they're going to overturn several states' elections, possibly even New Mexico. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I don't know anyone who voted for Ben Ray Lujan at all. I don't either. But, of course, we <laughs> travel in a much better group of friends, too. Right. <laughs> um, you... Um, Apparently, this Dominion voting system, and oh, I wanted to make a comment about Sidney Powell. She is not somebody that has a record of making things up and, and right. supporting conspiracy right. theories or anything like that. She's a serious attorney. She is a prosecutorial attorney, um, and she also happens to be a defense attorney, too. She, I believe she's done both in her time and tenure. She knows how the game is played. She knows the rules of the game. She knows the rules of procedure in the courts. And I really, I could have hugged and kissed Jenna Ellis the other night when she came out and just absolutely spanked reporters who are like, but what about the evidence? But what about this? But what about that? She's like, excuse me, this is not an episode of Law and Order where everything is tied <laughs> up in a nice, neat package with a bow on top. And yes, I yeah. might be adding a few words here. That's not real in life. In 60 minutes. Yeah. Th- this, is, yeah. this was their opening. This was their opening argument, which you know they've already shared with the court. They have to. Um, it, it was their opening argument that they had already filed. Therefore, they could talk about it publicly. And having just gone through uh, and been the defendant in a lawsuit ourselves, myself, for my family. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a good idea to air your laundry before the court hears about it. Yeah. it judges don't like that. No, no you don't uh, expose everything that you've got, all your cards, before the actual court right. hearing occurs. And according to Sidney Powell, I was watching her, I think it was yesterday... She made a statement that that these lawsuits are going to be coming down by the end of next week, mm-hmm. and they're going to be federal lawsuits. Yes, yes. Now, another thing I was thinking about, too, is think about while Trump has been president. Remember before he was actually officially president, and he was talking about he, – he, he sometimes makes statements which – grammatically may not be exactly right but mm-hmm. in in fact they are true everything every statement he's made seems to always be true like the one statement he made early when before he was inaugurated about his wires being tapped mm-hmm. at Trump Tower and everybody said all oh, that's just crazy it's like what you know well yes it turns out that he was being surveilled, spied, surveilled yes. by the Obama administration and no it wasn't an exact wiretapping cuz who does that anymore yeah. these days but you know he he wasn't right in necessarily the exact details but he's usually correct in the spirit of the conversation or what he's saying. Right. No, he wasn't wiretapped, but the equivalent, the modern-day equivalent to wiretapping was going on, and that is a matter of record now. Absolutely. It's, it was totally true, and it was proven, and everything is coming out. And it's funny how the Democrats are never outraged about this stuff when it's their people that are doing it. Right. But now Trump is out there saying there was massive election fraud. Now, I tend to believe he's got information that, of course, it all hasn't been released yet because ongoing it's, investigations, it's an people. ongoing investigations. There's going to be lawsuits. There's going to be things revealed that are probably going to shock a lot of people. Yes, yes. So, so this interest, very interesting Dominion voting system. Um, 
I think probably one of the most interesting things about it is its origins. So you all have probably heard a ton about it already, and it's like, well, is it this? Is it this? There's this hammer thing floating around. There's scorecard. There's Dominion. What is it? Um, so Dominion itself um, was actually it's an own it's owned by a Canadian company, but its origins come from Venezuela and cronies of Hugo Chavez. So Hugo Chavez, in the early 2000s, uh, decided that he wanted a voting system that could be rigged, but that could be made to look authentic. So that the results, when you look at them um, and you, you analyze them, like, oh, okay, that, 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 that looks like votes were actually tabulated from these and these regions and these and these precincts, and so many people voted this and so many people voted that. So he wanted to be able to rig an election without coming under extreme scrutiny. So Dominion itself is sort of, you know, through a few, what I understand is a few permutations, is the result of that. Now, our question, of course, as Americans, should be, um, how the heck did anybody in the United States sign off on using a voter system that was intended to steal elections in an enemy country of the United States? And why are our votes being counted someplace other than the United States? Yeah. I am completely baffled by that why that information is is not locked down and kept within this country until the election is done. Hmm. It should be the most secure information on the planet. Well, and I've got an article about that, too. Apparently, the Seidel site in Germany might have been a CIA site where our votes were counted. I read a little bit about that, too. Yes. And here's an interesting thing, that um, this company Seidel mm -hmm. is apparently located in Spain, mm -hmm. and it is actually a company that is currently going through bankruptcy. Oh! Okay, so what? how do people get when they're in bankruptcy? They get a little bit desperate for cash, wouldn't you think? Just a tad. Yeah, and I would think that Cytel would have been ripe for blackmailing, bribery, and I would not be a bit surprised if that is involved. And I think it's one of those situations where you follow the money. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Natalie, you want to open up the lines, let people call in and see yeah, what they think? Yeah, if you guys want to join the conversation, 266-1600, 505-266-1600, join the conversation. We're talking about Dominion voting system right now. Um, it's rather fishy origins and overseas connections. And, you know, something to you, Rebecca, is, my God, did we not just spend four years with half the country saying, but what about foreign interference? Oh, my gosh, the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Collusion, foreign <laughs> countries. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the Hillary Clinton, the Russians stole it from me. Yeah, um, what happened to all that? Do, do we not care about oh, foreign that interference? Anymore. No, do that we not? Just, no. just not? No, no the truth no. is, yeah, they don't. But we do. So, yeah, Dominion, 
a company that has roots in Venezuela and Hugo Chavez's own cronies and that he used to steal potentially multiple elections. Oh, and that is also on the books for having been used in the Philippines to steal some elections as well. So that's just the company you want to hire to count U.S. votes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and according to one article I read, apparently New Mexico's been using this since 2013. Uh, What? Doesn't surprise me. Seven years we've been using this voting system? Hmm. Wonder how many elections they stole using Dominion. Yeah, I I wonder. I wonder how many people maybe really won in the election this time around in New Mexico. I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. Who now, knows? There was a um a tweet that I found on Twitter and I haven't verified the information in the tweet. I think Natalie, you got a little more information on it. We've been digging uh, on this. Yes. But this tweet was going around um and this is an actual person and it was her tweet. I confirm that. Um somebody running for Congress named Manga. Oh, uh, yes. And she's an uh, American, she's she's Indian of Indian descent, right? And she did out a put out a tweet that showed an electoral map that she claims is what the actual raw numbers are from that server that was confiscated. Potentially, in yes. Yeah. So so it shows the president potentially winning by four hundred and ten points. Um, New Mexico, California, a bunch of other states potentially flipped red. Right. And Joe Biden getting, I think, less than 128. So here's what I found out about that picture. And and it's on the picture, actually. You can see if you take a close look at her tweet. Um, It comes from a site called 270 to Win. It's a site where anyone can actually go on there and say, okay, what if this state flips this way? What if this state leans this way or this way and show potentially, you know, which candidate would have won or which candidate would have gotten to 270 first? Here's my theory. None of this is substantiated because the information supposedly came from uh, a source in the military that was involved in the takedown of the uh, CIDL servers or the Dominion offices. But the theory is that if someone was looking at a mass data dump of what our election actually looked like before it was tinkered with, how would they show people in mass what that looks like? You cannot show them pages and pages and pages of numbers. They're not going to know what the numbers necessarily mean or have the patience to put it all together. Mm -hmm. So my theory is that someone in the know who saw these numbers just kind of, you know, either wrote them down, took note of them, plugged the numbers from each state into this site 270 to win, and that's how they came up with this picture that shows a potential landslide win for Trump of 410 electoral votes and Biden not even getting 130. So if that is true, that's awesome. That means that, yes, our country voted in a landslide and gave President Trump the most votes that any president in our history has ever gotten in a presidential election. And also it means that if this election is being stolen from him, that they somehow had to cut his lead down by 200 electoral votes. No wonder they had to stop the machines in six states. Yeah, and I'm still saying, doesn't everybody think it's highly suspicious 
about how on election night at around 10 o'clock, all oh, the counting stops. Oh, we're going to take a break. we got to take yeah. a break. So we're fresh tomorrow. In your life, have you ever seen that happen ever? And then lo and behold, at 3.30 in the morning, because, you know, they started counting in the middle of the night. Boom. Uh, Biden made a huge uptick by 138,000 votes in Michigan. Huh. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all. By the so, way, I want to give out our phone number again. It's 505-266-1600 if you want to call in and talk to us. All right. Looks like we got some callers in the Kiva. Awesome. Caller, go ahead. You're uh, with Rebecca and Natalie in the Kiva. Hi, Rebecca and Natalie. Hey, how you how doing? How are you all today? Good. I'm doing good. This is Deb. Hey, Deb. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that we really need to be too surprised about that. I mean, look what happened in Sociotora's small election, right. you know, two years ago. Should we really be surprised that they're able to do that? No, I don't think anyone is really that surprised, unless they have just a little bit of, you know, denial going on. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the thing that I wanted to go back to was you were talking about Spain, and I've kind of got um, my my own little theory going on because we've got Spain involved in, the, in, in our election now, but where else is Spain involved? Spain is buying P&M. What? Oh, okay. A that I hadn't heard. Spain, a company in Spain is going to be buying, it, it's been going through, is buying P&M. What the Well, it's heck? funny how our media has not talked about that at all. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it mentioned a couple of times. But, uh, yeah, there, there's this company in Spain. They've also, um, if I'm not mistaken, and I won't swear to this, but uh, I think that they're also the company that's put the windmills uh, or the whatever you want to call them, the so the wind farm right. out in Moriarty, but uh, P and M is being bought by by this company in Spain, and this company in Spain is not only buying our company, but they're buying utility companies all over the all over the country. And my question Iberdrola. is, is this... sorry to interrupt, Iberdrola is the name acquiring P and M, merging it with Avangrid. It's an eight point three billion dollar venture. You're fast. Um, <laughs> I got my computer. But why, <laughs> why is this not a matter of national security? Yeah. Right. Well, and you know the Bidens involved in energy and stuff like that also. I, I'm looking. Um, I'm listening to this, and I'm just going. Is no one concerned that we have a foreign country controlling our utilities? They should be. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm surprised that AOC hasn't spoken up against this because that's money that she doesn't get to line her pockets with. It's going to somebody in Spain. Yeah. Unless she is getting kickbacks. Who knows? And I don't know where the, the money world? goes. How Nobody in the world did knows. AOC get reelected? Oh, my gosh. How right? did Omar get reelected? Well, if our theory is correct, she didn't. Yeah. You ladies have a good day. Thank you, you for your call, Deb. Thank you so much, Deb. Oh, my gosh, that was informative. Thank you, Deb. We will have um, the links on this, by the way, the links in the complete annotated show notes later on rockoftalk.chat. Check it out.
It's free till the end of the month. You can go on there and not just re-listen to these shows and, and uh, the Rocket Talk show as well, but you can go through the annotated notes to see exactly what what we talked about when. And if we have any links uh, that we reference in the show, we will put them on there as well. And so you a, can go to the, yourself and see it for yourself. It's Don't a take great our word value. For it. There is so much information on there yes. that you're just not going to see on the mainstream news. And even when you actually subscribe to it for real, it's only like five bucks a month. Yes. So it's really, really a great value. So who else do we have in the Kiva? Looks like we got some other callers. All right. Caller, go ahead. Uh, uh, good afternoon. How, how are you guys? Good. How are you? Who is this? This one, they call me Mike. Uh, hey, Mike. My name is Mike. I'm a truck driver, and I'm going to give you some outstanding news. I'm going to make everybody feel good. All the conservatives that voted for Donald Trump, rest assured, he is correct, like always, and I'll tell you why. I've been all over this country. I'm a 48-state truck driver for over a year. No matter where I went, which state I went to, which distribution center I went to, which big corporation I went to, I never found nobody that was going to vote for Joe Biden. That's nobody. right. That's right. All right. Everywhere I went, Trump signs all over the place. And you know, I, Natalie, have been I, Natalie and I have been all over the place. We've and and I've been actually all over the country too during this lockdown. It's mm-hmm. like it's not going to stop me from going places. I see Trump signs all over the place, yep. people I talk to. It's like they're all Trump supporters. You only occasionally run into some left-wing wacko that said they're going to vote for Biden. And yeah, occasionally. I talk to from CEOs to COOs, from people working on a lift, forklift. I mean, every, everybody, every walk of life. Not one person I met, Hispanic, black, green, yellow, I don't care. Everybody loves Trump because they, he, they all knew. That there was the forgotten people, the working class citizens yep. of this country has been forgotten. Now, a couple of things I want to remind the people. First of all, don't listen to CNN, MSNBC. That's Their right. Their ratings are tanked. Heck, they don't got, listen to Fox they, either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fox sucks. But yeah. anyway, uh, just to tell you, there's more people watch the Cartoon Network at night <laughs> than they do. You're probably going to uh, learn more from the Cartoon Network. Well, yeah. So <laughs> It has more truth. So, Here's what I'm saying. Everything you say is correct, okay? It de- logically, it doesn't make no sense. No, you it know? doesn't. It just don't, especially when more Republicans pick up more seats in the House than ever before, they don't think they're going to lose it. Bingo. They're take it for the, yeah, it's black and white. And about Rudy Giuliani, I'm a former New Yorker, okay? I can tell. Let me, <laughs> New let Yorker. Me, let, me tell you something, let me tell you something about Rudy Giuliani. That guy, he might look like he's a savant. Uh, 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 he might look like an idiot, but he's far from it. <laughs> he, took out, he, he took out the mafia. He took out the biggest mm-hmm. criminals in the history of this country. Don't underestimate him. That's the big – you know what the media make. you know what? I'll tell you something. I'm not, I'm not as mad that the Democrats or the liberals or Joe Biden or uh, Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, none of those idiots, or yeah. AOC – you know who I'm more mad at? You know who I think needs to be uh, needs to be going to jail? Hmm. It's the media. Yes. They're the ones yes. who divided this country. They're the ones that didn't do their job. They're the ones who spewed hatred and lies since day one. And one more thing I want to leave the audience with. They're talking about a, uh, a peaceful transformation. Tra- tra- transition. <laughs> transition. 
Yeah, we didn't have a trans- we didn't have a peaceful transmission transition from the last election. Exactly. They never accepted exactly. the results. They gave yeah. us four years of not my president. Hashtag resist. I'm like, okay, lesson learned. We're gonna do the same to you if Biden steals this election. Right. Now, he ain't gonna steal it. I'll tell you something. I right don't now. think He's so. He's not either. gonna steal it. He's not gonna steal it. Too many people. Too many people is on President Trump's side. I don't know about you guys, but the conservatives. One thing we got to stop. We, we get. We tend to get a little lazy and too nice and too Christian oriented. The hell I with agree. that. Punch back. Well, fight back. Screw them. I'm I agree. Not. As Dan Bongino says. That's right, Dan. As Dan Bongino likes to say, new rules. We win. You lose. Yeah. Stop being all nicey nice. Well, we got to meet them in the middle. The left never meets us. In the, the middle, the thing it's about, always my way or the highway. The thing about the right is, yeah, they are mostly Christians, and they believe in doing the right thing, and they believe in being nice and kind to people. But you can be firm, and you can fight back. And still be principled. Exactly. You can still be principled. We There's a lot of people that I disagree with that I still absolutely love. And I can tell them that in the same breath. I can be like, I disagree with you. But I like you and I love you. And disagreeing with you has no bearing on liking and loving you. That's fine. That That's quite Christian. That's fine. But um, it doesn't mean that I'm going to roll over and play dead because you think Hillary should have won. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, thank you, Mike, so much for that absolutely, call. Absolutely, Mike. That was Good awesome. call. And yes, remember everybody, remember who took the mafia down. <laughs> I like Rudy Giuliani. And you know, Rudy, they may uh, constantly say, oh, he's an idiot and he don't know what he's talking about. It's because they got nothing and, better and, to and say. And they try to discredit him all the time. But the thing is, is that's probably the very thing that's going to take them down because Rudy, I think, is really, really on this. Oh, he's on top of this. And, and look, the media didn't want to cover his and Sidney Powell's press conference the other day. The only thing that they could say about him was, oh, look, his hair color is dripping in the sweat I down his face. I saw that. It's face. like, really? Wait, what, wasn't this tantamount to the uh, uh, Kamala Harris versus the vice president? Flygate. Flygate. You know, there was that, <laughs> oh, my this God. Slide. That there was, was so slide. funny. Uh, uh, you know, I, did you see the picture? Do you have of, nothing better to comment on? Did you see the picture that somebody put out that was so funny? It no. showed like a magnified version of the fly on Pence's head, and the fly <laughs> had Biden's head on it, and it oh was sniffing gosh. his hair. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a twisted version oh of that movie, The Fly. <laughs> The, the, yeah, the, the memes are incredible. Yeah, yeah. Just wait. The mainstream media is already getting made fun of for making fun of Rudy Giuliani's sweat on his hairline. It's yeah. like, what? You yeah. got nothing better to talk about? Come on, by the man. Way, by the way, everybody, our phone number again, in case you didn't catch it, is 505-266-1600. And you can also email us at LibertyLadiesUnite at gmail.com. And by the way, uh, back up on what Mike was saying, truck driver Mike. Um, yeah, we've got lots of support for the president still in this country. I have heard of people telling me that na- their neighbors are starting to put Trump signs up after the election. Mine is still up. Uh, mine is still up, I got my Trump. I got my Trump sign up. I got my Trump flags up. You know, neighbors have been com- commenting on, well, even the guy who turned the heat on for us the other day was like, I like your sign. 
uh, yeah, hope he pulls through. I'm like, yeah, me too, yeah, buddy. I, I had a guy me drive too. by me on the highway the other day. I had my two Trump stickers in the back window of my car, and he tooted at me and waved as I as he went by. And speaking of the highway, we have reports that 20 miles of cars made their way up to the Capitol it's gonna be a this big rally morning. Up there today. For the Stop the Steal rally slash Return to New Mexico rally miles. slash That's pretty awesome. We the People rally. Yeah, a lot of groups are coming together. And oh, my gosh, I, I, I kind of wish we were up there today. But, hey, if you all are listening, anybody on your way up to the Capitol or already there at that rally, please call in 505-266-1600. We would love to give you a live on-the-air update on how it's going. Absolutely. Who do we got in the Kiva, Jaybird? All right. Hey, you're in the Kiva. You might want to roll up your window. Got a lot of wind noise going on there. This is uh, this is James. Thanks for having me on. Hi, James. Thanks for calling. Yeah, no, uh, I just wanted to kind of make a point to Rudy Giuliani. Give it a, give it some time. Say what you want, but he did. He brought down the mafia, and you know uh, we're gonna all be looking back on this, saying uh, the caller before said, you know, he took down the the biggest criminals in American history. And That's right. I'll be da- I'll be damned if he's not gonna go down and taking down this time the biggest criminals in history. Let's he, hope so. He cleaned up the worst city in the country at that time with broken windows policing. He cleaned okay. up New York City when it was at its worst. And uh my and not many people like to to acknowledge this, but Michael Bloomberg left alone all the policies that Rudy Giuliani instated before him. And so as a result, New York City kept chugging along, mostly crime-free. Until, of course, the latest mayor, Bill de Blasio, went ahead and torpedoed all of Rudy Giuliani's um, policing efforts and everything that he instated. And now we see where New York is headed back. I call him Mayor Blah, Blah, Blah. blah oh, yeah, Mayor Blasio. Blah, Blah, Blah. Mayor yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah, blah. Sydney Powell on board. Yes. Because um, I, you know, Rudy, Rudy can be a little tough to to listen to sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, a little hard to follow. But he's not uh, the best Sydney speaker Powell, in the know, world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but Sydney Powell, you know, I, I just I have such a good feeling when she gets up there and says, you know. Look, I wouldn't say anything that I can't prove in a court of law, and this is what I'm telling you. Well, I mean, think about it. She's putting her reputation on the line. Do you think she'd make a statement like that and possibly ruin her career? I don't think so. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Like I said earlier, she's an attorney. She knows how the game is played. She knows the rules that it is played by. She respects them, and she knows how to use them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone just needs to... Sit tight, including Tucker Carlson and Fox, because, you know, the, 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 a lawyer is going to say what a lawyer is going to say when a lawyer is damn well and ready to say it and not before. By the way, Tucker is one of the few people on Fox I'll still listen to. I know. Still here. I think um, Tucker is honest and he does some actual real research. Yeah, real journalism. And, and there's nothing wrong with asking these people, okay, so what kind of evidence do you have? But realize that no lawyer owes it to you, to me, to anybody in the media to give us answers on a specific case. No, and I don't think they're going to show their hand until no. they're ready to to drop the hammer on whoever they're going to go most, after. And mostly because, like I said earlier, judges don't like it when the cases they're presiding over are aired out in the open. Now, yes, with election possible election fraud and interference, 
a certain amount of this is going to be played out in the public eye. That's why they're updating us. But they can only give us updates when it is okay to give us updates and it does not jeopardize their case in court. So just remember that, everybody. Yes, we all want the answers now. Yes, we want the president confirmed today. Um, but relax. It's not going to happen overnight. And frankly, at this point, time is on our side, not the Democrats' side. Yeah, and I watched a video just this morning uh, where Sidney Powell was, I think she was maybe on Newsmax, and she made the statement that she has some very good witnesses, and mm -hmm. she may have to put them into witness protection. So apparently oh, what they yes. have to say is really, really explosive. And, and you know, what's interesting, too, is if anyone mm. caught the, um, oh gosh, there's been several... Uh, several people who've interviewed Boris Epstein. He's a member of Trump's 2020 advisory board. Well, Steve Bannon interviewed him a few days ago, and he said some really interesting things about New Mexico. So from the Pinion Post, yes, I'll include this link in our show notes. In fact, it might have, this might have even been posted up earlier on rockatalk.chat. Uh, by John Block. Love his stuff. If you all haven't subscribed to the Pinion Post, you need to. Great places, we've said in the past, to get local news pertinent to New Mexico. So Epstein uh, said he was alerted to the fact that in New Mexico, outside of Bernalillo County, which is the county where Albuquerque is, yay, there was an issue with observers not being allowed to observe that has impacted, I believe, up to 180,000 ballots. And he pointed out, you know, what's the difference in the state of New Mexico between Sleepy Joe Biden and the president of the United States? Gosh, I love the way he put that. 99,000 votes. That's how much that Sleepy Joe Biden supposedly won our state with. 99,000. Okay, so state of New Mexico, which has always been ripe with all kinds of fraud, and okay, I, I kind of find it funny, but at the same time shameful that Epstein knows we've always been ripe with fraud, but yeah, it is what it is, uh, and all kinds of issues, is definitely another state we're taking a hard look at. So fear not, everyone out there, hold the line. If you have been complaining to the county clerk, complaining to the secretary of state, keep it up. If you've been, you know, writing to the DOJ, writing to Bill Barr, um, you know, turning in evidence of fraud, that or what you believe is potential fraud to the Trump campaign, keep it up, keep following up, keep doing that, because they are looking at New Mexico. I had someone I know just a couple of days ago tell me that they were a poll watcher in New Mexico and they mm -hmm. were thrown out and were not allowed to do their job. <gasps> now, I, I suggested call into us, tell your story, get it out over the air, make it public. And if there is anybody out there listening right now that was a poll watcher, you were involved, and somehow you were not allowed to do your job, mm -hmm. call us and talk about it and, and expose it. And let's, let's give some names even. I, you know, let's talk about the people that are involved. By the way, our number again is 505-266-1600. Now, Sidney Powell and other things she talked about, she was talking about that there have been allegations that millions 
of dead people voted and that President Trump yeah. actually received 7 million mm. more votes than he was given. <gasps> so they're hitting this thing from all angles. We have yes. dead people voting. We have fraudulent mail-in mm. ballots. We have ballots that were just literally manufactured in which they only had Biden marked on them and none of the down-ballot candidates. All of these things combined, I think, add up to an enormous amount of election fraud. I think so, and I think we got another caller in the Kiva. Caller, go ahead. You're on with uh, Rebecca and Natalie. Hey, guys. Really enjoying the show today. First time I've heard it. How long have you guys been on? Uh, uh, this is our third week. Third week live. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. <laughs> I really, you know, I'm a long-term flat earth guy, long-term chemtrail guy. It's real fun just to listen to some more baseless conspiracies. And I thought uh, Rudy looked really cool the other day. You know, he's kind of like a mini Frankenstein with his brain dripping out of his ears. Cool stuff. Good show, guys. Thanks. <laughs> well, okay. actually, that's a pretty good dis- cool. physical description of Rudy. He does kind of look like that a little bit. Yeah, kind of. Cool. But that doesn't take away from him being a smart guy and knowing what the heck he's doing. Cool. Right? Yep, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, cool. We had another fan out there. That's awesome. We yeah. got another caller in the Kiva. Go ahead, Hi. caller. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Gail. Hi, Gail. Uh, thanks for calling. Sure. Um, I just want to let folks know um, if you observed anything going on as a poll watcher, a challenger, or just someone who was voting and noticed anything irregular, the Republican Party of New Mexico, there's on their Facebook page, there is a form you can fill out okay. with that information and probably on their web page as well. But I had uh, an issue that I, I reported on it, and uh, it's real easy. You just have to give them the information about what happened and uh, submit it because they're looking for any and all. Uh, observations people had or experiences people had. You know, where, I, I uh, did get an email about that, actually. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thank you for bringing Gail, that Gail, you up. want to tell us about your story? Well, I think I spoke with you last week, and I was a poll yeah. challenger, and I did feel like the uh, the precinct where I was was being run pretty well. The thing that bothered me was the, the um, unaccountability of the picking up and the transferring of the ballots. Um, mm-hmm. But... I did notice that uh, there was, and I didn't even know, I didn't know if this was illegal or not, so I, I, I did put it on my form, but that there was an exceptions judge, and if people would come in and they didn't have the right address, if they weren't giving the right address, she would either on her phone or on their phone have them look up the Secretary of State uh, website and look at their registration and give them the address they needed to give the um, clerk so that they would be able to vote. And I kind of felt like if they don't know their address... Um, what? Yeah, you think you would find that a little suspicious, wouldn't you think, if somebody don't know where they live? Yeah. Wow. So That's was, amazing. So I did I did mark that in there, and I did notice that happening uh, at least three times, maybe more. And one time it was even on the, um, the judge's phone because the person couldn't get service on her phone, so the judge looked it up herself, and I just felt like, that doesn't sound right to me. I mean, maybe it's okay. Maybe if they are registered and they do have an official address, that they, you know, that that's all right, but it just seems odd. Wow. So voters showed up, didn't know the registration address, and had to look it up via the Secretary of State's website? Just to make sure I'm getting this right? They were registered voters because mm-hmm. they actually were on the Secretary of State rolls. Okay. But they may have previously moved, like this one girl says, I just moved, and I don't remember what address I, 
registered as. Yeah, sure. And couldn't give them the address. So the lady, the exceptions judge, looked it up and said, okay, this is the address you need to tell her. Wow. So that it's your ballot. So I thought that was a little weird. So I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, I had some other things, like one of the tabulators stopped working at 1 o'clock, and they just took it out of service. And uh, I was kind of watching as they came and got the ballots, which to me, I thought, gee, maybe I should just follow them. But, you know, I didn't. But uh, Wouldn't just, you think that these ballots should be escorted, by, guarded, uh, somehow some kind of actual chain of custody from point A to point B? Don't you think that that would make sense? I also, I do, and when I was trained as a poll watcher, that what was in the instructions was follow the ballot to the location they're going to be taken. Right. Yeah. But they never really emphasized that, and because I was supposed to be watching the location, I was kind of torn. Do I follow them? Do I not? And I watched them, and they came in an official vest, and they signed a paper, and they zip-tied and closed the little suitcases, but, you know, zip tie is real easy to clip and replace. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure they, they had time stampers, so they should know how long it would take them. But it doesn't take too long to pull over, snip, open, add ballots, close, and go. I mean, maybe I'm being paranoid, but it just very um, insecure. You know, I, I didn't know. Well, what I mean, I saw, I saw videos. Project Veritas was all over this. A lot of other people were posting videos on social media of the election night and they were showing ballots being brought in in coolers and all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. and it's like mm -hmm. does that sound legitimate to me to, to anybody it doesn't to me no and these were official blue suitcases they were all the same they would come and replace it with a and i guess not <laughs> look like an um, kind of a an amended suitcase with the little slot in it but you know that's maybe that's official and that's how they knew they were in the right ones but it should have been two people. It should have been a person from yeah. each party or somebody that, and maybe that, you know. No, I totally agree. I think that all of this stuff should have been handled. Anytime there's a transfer of, of ballots or whatever's going on or if a ballot is being uh, looked at to make sure it's valid, there should always be a Republican and a Democrat there to keep everybody honest. And from what I understand, that was definitely not happening. No, it wasn't. And I mean, I was in a really large precinct. So there was, I was the only poll watcher for the Republican Party. There was one for a Democrat. And we were scrambling, trying to watch everything happening. Wow. And so it was just sort of, I, I kind of looked at that and followed off, but then got right back into trying to watch the people coming in. Because I saw people come in and try to vote. And they were very good. They said, no, you've already voted. So sorry. Hmm. Or no, you can't vote today because you can't register today. So they, I, right. I thought it was pretty well. So you wrong. had people coming in trying to vote again after they had already voted? Uh, one person. Yeah. Okay. One person. Yeah, so, yeah. New Mexico is, just to clarify, is one of the few states left that has a 28-day registration rule. Um, and actually, one of our listeners has been emailing me on this because there's even potential funny business going on with this. But supposedly, you have to register 28 days in advance of the election in which you are going to vote in. Otherwise, you can't vote. Well, someone by email has pointed out to the Liberty Ladies that that language about having 28 days to register before an election has disappeared from the Secretary of State's website. And that potentially people have been doing same day or within 
you know, 28 days voter registration before this 2020 election. So, so and, I was and she, people that came in to do that, that, oh, if you had come to early vote, mm-hmm. you could have registered and voted that day. So they were telling them that that would have been perfectly fine. What? Uh, me. Yeah, they told them they could have done that through the early voting, that they could show up and register and vote that day. And that's what some of the people were confused about, because they knew if they had come for early voting, they could. So if that's not ex- not allowed, it was openly done from what they were saying. Wow. Well, what's interesting is that apparently the the language about the 28 days pre-voter registrations disappeared from Secretary of State's website, and that this woman who's been emailing us also was able to take a po- uh, picture via the Wayback Machine, love those, Absolutely. Um, <laughs> of the 28-day you know registration voter rule on the Secretary of State's website from way back so uh yeah well we're, we're keeping an eye on that one to see what what that uh what what comes of that now gail do you know the um the website for the republican party in new mexico like which web page it's on that you can report voter fraud um well i'm not sure i just i did it through my facebook hmm. oh okay uh, because i'm friends with the republican party of new mexico on my Facebook. well do me a, do me a favor if you if you can find that Email it to us. Email us that link, and we will put that link in our show note annotation so that other people can find it and go to that site. And, again, if you all want to listen to our show later after it's done live, um, you can go to rockoftalk.chat, sign up with your email address, and then you'll get you know all of the updates sent straight to your email box, including when this show gets reposted, complete with annotated notes and links. So, Thank you so much. What is the email to send? Oh, uh, sorry. LibertyLadiesUnite at gmail.com. Great. All one word. Thanks for your call, Gail. Thank you so much. And again, 505-266-1600 to join the conversation in the Kiva. And do we have another caller in the house? All right. Go ahead, caller. What's your name? My name is Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Uh, Thanks for calling. Sure. Thanks for the show. So I was going to say that uh, back in the primaries, I received two ballots in the mail. Um, ah. and I, I received two a, also. They went yeah. straight into file 13. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, worked with a lady who said for the for the presidential election, she said that their household received eight ballots. Oh, my mail. God. What? Now, I know, I know that they're registered Democrats, and I tried to get her to, to talk to someone, um, but they're, they were concerned. Wow. Well, I've even heard of. I've even heard of. Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. Um, I've even heard of instances where people had put in for an absentee ballot and then showed up to vote in person, and nobody ever verified whether or not, in fact, that they had actually sent in that absentee ballot as well. Wow. Wow. So yeah, the. All over the place, people. And hey, if you, if you know of some fraud, um, oh gosh, we got to dig up that number for the president's campaign. Reported also, apparently, you can report it to the Republican Party of New Mexico. And looks like we got some more callers in the Kiva. Who do we have? Hello. Oh. Hi. What's your name? Mary. Hi, Mary. Thanks for calling. Sure. I wanted to point something out about why uh, lawyers don't discuss their cases up front. And it's because if you have some criminals 
they're going to flee justice before they get subpoenaed. That's oh, right. absolutely. Okay, I used to work in criminal law, and usually in famous cases, and usually what we, in fact, what we always did is not even the people who worked in the office knew what we were working on. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's usually very tight-lipped. Right, and then, then what you do is you serve the subpoena the moment that the courthouse opens. You, yeah. you, have, you have like a, a tag team. So that one person's, you know, right next to the door of wherever they need to be, and then another person is at the courthouse, and the person files the papers at the courthouse and tells the person at the door, and the person at the door knocks on the door. The criminal opens the door. Here's your subpoena. Yep. Boom. Because otherwise people would never accept an envelope hmm. or a piece of paper or anything. Yeah, because they'd be pre-warned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So I think a lot of this is under wraps, though, because I think there's. I'm going to guess that there are some pretty big people that are going to get busted. Well, yeah. let's hope so. It seems like for years we've watched people get away with things. We've watched Hillary get away with her whole email scandal. We've watched these people that were illegally surveilling the president and his transition team, and none of these people ever get held to account. They always just seem to get away with it. And I am so sick of this, of people getting away with stuff that us normal people would never get away with. Destroying evidence. Oh, my God. If I, if I, was, if I was in a court case and I had evidence that was subpoenaed and I destroyed that evidence, I would oh, be going to jail. Boy. Yeah. Come on. I mean, that would be open and shut. I'd be going to jail. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you, Gail, so much. Thank you for making that point, especially from you know. Actually, that wasn't Gail. That was. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't get her name. Are you still in the line? No, that was Mary. That was Mary. Mary. Okay, Mary. Mary. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Uh, Keep listening and call us again sometime. And who else do we have in the Kiva? Hi. Hi. What's your name? Um, this is Judy. Judy. Uh huh. Oh, thanks for calling, Judy. What's on your mind? You know what? I want to comment on um, the lady that called regarding TNN. Okay. Yes. Um, actually, there there is a station who did cover it, and it was our wonderful Kiva. Yes. And on the on the programs that were on before you ladies started on Saturday afternoons, I was trying to think. I think it was Larry Darren's. I think oh, it was okay. Eddie and Larry Darren's that were talking about that. But Larry was following it pretty closely, if if I have the right gentleman. Oh. Um, and our governor was actually making trips recently, I believe, during the shutdown, out to Spain regarding this whole merger with T&M. That's right. Um, I do remember him talking about her going to Spain. Yes. Wow. I believe they made a campaign contribution to her, even though of she's not they actively did. in a campaign. <laughs> um, um, it, 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 it's, it's terrible. Um, I agree with the lady. I think that um, someone should pass a law stating that we should not be allowing for security reasons, foreign entities with our utilities or with our voting, for that matter. Um, but, yeah, it was covered by the Kiva. So if Eddie Thank or Larry you. would want to call in, that would be, you know, wonderful. But Thank I do want to have – I do want to say one last thing. I was on the phone with uh, uh, someone yesterday in Santa Fe, and believe it or not, this new company, because I believe the merger has already taken place, I believe the CEO of P&M has stepped down, and they were canvassing door-to-door, the new company, um, talking to people about some of the changes that are going to happen. And I think New Mexicans are going to be um, shocked, and I think it's going to be very bad for New Mexico. Um, the person that I was on the phone with didn't stay talking to them, 
Um, so I didn't really quite hear how they were explaining what the changes were going to be, but they're not going to be good. Anyway, wow. thank you. Wow. Thank you very much, Judy. Yeah, thank you for any, the info. If anyone has any more information on um, new things coming down the pipeline from PNM, and, and I vaguely remember hearing about this, uh, um, I think it was a month or two ago, of some big changes coming through PNM. But, yeah, there, there definitely needs to be more said about it. Glad to hear that uh, Eddie and Larry Barons did cover it in the Kiva. I definitely remember a big deal being made out of the fact that, you know, we're not supposed to travel out of state, but our governess traveled out of the country. Oh, by the way, yeah, since um, cases are up in Spain, did she even bother quarantining after she came back? Oh, I bet she didn't. Of course, you know that's yeah. official business. Yeah, and you know you can't get the Rona when you're on official business. That's right, because we don't say the C word on our show at that's all. That's right. It's, it's one of those dirty words we don't say. It's the Wu flu, China virus. The there flu. we go, China that's virus. Right. I like that. And and really, it's it's not the Wu flu that has uh, nearly destroyed the economy in New Mexico. It is the tiny tyrant that has destroyed New Mexico. Yeah. So if anybody is thinking, oh, my God, the, the woo flu, it uh, destroyed our economy. No, it was, it was all the tiny tyrant. She's the one that destroyed our economy. And by the way, our call-in number again is 505-266-1600. If you want to call in and be part of the show, we'd love to hear from you. And that's right. And again, if there's anyone up in Santa Fe at the Roundhouse course, I don't know why you'd be listening to your radio when you're at a wonderful rally at the Roundhouse. They're probably busy, but, but who knows? Somebody, please call us. I want to know. <laughs> What's going on? I need to live vicariously through you. I, I miss going to rallies so yeah, yeah. hard. They always they always do these things on uh, Saturdays. On and, uh, Saturdays. It's like, like now we're live on the air. Well, we we're doing our part them. here. Yes, yes. Well, what we need, really need to do is we need to find somebody who will take a table and chairs and impeach MLG forms up to these rallies right. to get signatures. I bet my friend Tamara would love to do that. I need oh, to talk yeah. to her. Tamara, hey. She, she's like going to everything. Call me, girl. Tamara, if you are listening, call us up. Yes. But yeah, we need to set her up with the tables or just go around all these things. Yes, ImpeachMLG.com. Yeah, you Let's don't forget there. about that. Go there. Print, pr sign, mail it in. Uh, have your, you know, rinse and repeat with friends and family, neighbors, Absolutely. Not the pets. Sorry. Yeah, no, we, we don't take pets or dead relatives. No. Well, pets and relatives, uh, dead relatives can vote. Why can't they fill out an impeach MLG petition? Because we do play by the rules here. Oh, I see. <laughs> Got to be a registered <laughs> voter. All right. Who else do we have in the Kiva? Go ahead, caller. Hi, this is Rose. Hi, Rose. Nice to hear from you. Hi, thank you. Listen, just uh, to tie in as well with the um, company from Spain uh, taking over our uh, PNM, also during this election, the PRC was changed from the voters voting for that for the governor right. appointing the PRC and the rates and so forth. That's right. That That's actually something that I'm really hoping if our election results get overturned, that they also take a close look at that. Because I don't know of anybody who voted 
for the constitutional amendment surrounding the Public Regulations Commission, taking it out of voter hands and putting it in the hands of an appointment under the governor. I, I don't know of anyone who thought that that was a good I idea. I saw that, and it's like, uh, isn't that kind of a no-brainer? Why would you want to allow the governor to appoint anyone? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah of course I didn't vote for that. So yeah, And neither no. did anybody else no. in my household. Yeah, neither did nope. I. So, so it, it, it's really curious how the, how that passed. So, man, just it wasn't unanimous, but it passed by a rather big margin. I think it was over twenty points, something like that. And I'm thinking, really, really, gosh, there must be a lot of dumb voters out there. And I'm sorry for you if you are one of them. Or the fix was in. And so far, I have not talked to anybody in New Mexico who doesn't think that the fix was in, in one way or another. We may have disagreements as to how or the extent, but yeah, here's the sad thing, is almost everyone knows that our state's corrupt and has been for decades. It's just so incredibly blatantly obvious right now with the governor basically being given the power of like a queen in New Mexico. The courts have bowed down to her. The legislature has bowed down to her. They have given her all the power, and they have just stepped aside. Yeah, yeah. Well, do we have another? Do we have time for another caller in the Kiva? Thank you, Rose, for reminding us about yeah. that. Who else do we have in the Kiva? Tom. Hey, hey Tom. Tom. Thanks for calling. Yeah, you guys got it all wrong. She's not what. She's a little Nazi. Oh, oh, oh that's well. right. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who would agree with you. There's that uh, un, very unflattering picture of her going around as well to uh, go along with that uh, claim. Well, you sorry. know, she does hate the Indians. Only it's got the Zia symbol on the on right, the, on, right. On, That's on, right. On the sleeve instead. Well, I'm sorry to say that on the air, but I had to because we've been calling her that since um, early March in my family. I'm sure and you're not we, alone. Yeah, and we did not vote. Uh, I don't know anybody who voted for the uh, governor and her little entrepreneurs to have the the, the rights. What you were just talking yeah, the about, P I can't the, remember. the PRC appointment now by the governor exactly. instead of voters. Voters. Exactly. Who the well, heck was willing to take the power away from the voters? That's what I want to know. Why would anybody vote for that? It's like, right. oh, I'm just going to give up my power to, to vote, uh, and we're just going to let her have even more power. Of course I'm going to vote for that. <laughs> I think it's called Dominion. Oh, yeah. That was, oh, good. Oh, good point, Chom. Hot radio high five for that one. That yeah. was good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm walking the dog with my wife, so I'm going to let you all go back and get another caller. Thank you for listening, and oh, thank oh, you for calling. And, of course, you're walking the dog without a mask on, right? Oh, I think we, I think we lost him. Uh -oh. oh, well. Well, oh, I well. hope you're not wearing a mask while you're out walking your dog. Right, yeah. You're out in the open air. Please, people, Enjoy suck the air. down it's some a beautiful oxygen. Day. It is. Okay, we got another caller in the Kiva. Go ahead, caller. What's your name? Hello? Hi, what's mm -hmm. your name? You're in the Kiva. Hi, you know who this is. I do. This is Leo? Oh, Leo. Leo. You're, call, you're calling from a different phone, and you sound different on this phone today. <laughs> you, you have like oh, a little okay. bit of an echo, like you're in a room or something. How's it yeah, going, you know Leo? What? What's up? Can you hear me perfectly good, though? You yes. sound great today, much better than usual. 
Okay, great. So, uh, as you may know, I've called a bunch of times and I've told you that I would eventually get to you guys about the voter fraud. Yes. Yes, well, not so much rejoice, but guess what? That day has come. All right, okay, what do you have for us? Okay, let's do it. Okay, well, you're not going to like what I'm about to say, and you're definitely not going to like the numbers. Uh-oh. Okay. So um, I'm part of a committee to recount New Mexico under voter fraud, as I have stated before. Well, I have some startling news for you today. Okay. Okay. The population of San Miguel, now I've been uh, headed to do uh, San Miguel County, which is Las Vegas area. Uh-huh. Uh, Mora County, which is the town of Mora and surrounding uh, communities, as well as Guadalupe County, which is Santa Rosa and neighboring communities. Okay. So there's some numbers here. I Googled this. The uh, population of uh, San Miguel County is at 27,277. Okay. Okay. Mora population is at 4,521. And Guadalupe County, and Guadalupe is at 4,341, giving us a total of 36,139. I'm sorry, how much was San Miguel County again? 27,277. Okay. Okay, so far the numbers add up. Okay, so that should bring you a total of... 36,139. Right. Okay. So uh, when I was given the zip file to look at the voter issues, some are, are very uh, are mandatory and need to be paid to attention, some less. Mm -hmm. I was given over 20,000 voter IDs to work on. Okay. 20,000 voter IDs or part of your, that zip drive. Yes. So <laughs> if you think about it, that leaves us with what? About 16,000 people that supposedly didn't have a problem or didn't vote or had a fair ballot. So only 20,000. So let me just clarify here. You were given 20,000 voter IDs that were challenged or that somehow had a problem? Yes. And I just Whoa. gave you the, the number of uh, the population. Out of, like, that's out of like a total of what, 36,000? 36, and 20,000 yeah. of them were being challenged and questioned as to their validity. That's like... Yeah, and, I'll, and I gave you the, the population, not the amount not of voters. Not the voters. Right, right. Whoa. Do we know how many uh, registered voters there are out of that 36,000? Uh, we don't know that number, but no? I can okay. tell you that 20,000 ballots, that, that's probably exceeding the amount of people that are in the population that, that are allowed even vote. to vote. Right. Right. Because, because 36,000 includes children. Inc yeah, and that, that, what about the children or the people who are, are part of the population but aren't citizens? Yeah, that sounds exactly. way wrong. So wait a minute. Wow. These, so potentially these three counties, San Miguel, Guadalupe, and Mora, all of their voters are potentially disenfranchised? <laughs> That's kind of Even what I'm mine. seeing. Even I yours. My, I found mine and my father's uh, what? in it, 
as a high priority, we have never done a provisional ballot. Oh. We have never voted through the mail. We, in fact, this year we went and early voted, and we voted in the, and we voted inside of the, uh, in the courthouse. Holy moly! As a matter of fact, and, and you were I never even, alerted that there was an issue with your ballot. In fact, if you wanted to know, I even called the county clerk ahead of time and asked him, look, I'm not part of the, the mail-in voting. I have always voted in person. Mm-hmm. Will I be allowed to vote in person early voting at the county courthouse? And they said, yes, everything wow. is fine. And uh, on my thing, they got my age right, but they got my birthday wrong. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, and they also so... got my father's birthday wrong. And I even asked him, you know, did you sign any paperwork? Did you get... no? He says they even ID'd him at the at the voting poll, which they forgot to do that to me. But yeah. So so I'm wonder I'm wondering this then, um, Leo. Do you do you have any idea which way the votes in those three counties went? Were those counties they turned blue? Did they turn red? Or are they being left out of the New Mexico count altogether? Well, I can tell you by the information that I have got, which I'm supposed to investigate, mm-hmm. I have found uh, there's this uh, street supposedly in Las Vegas. Now, keep in mind, I've lived in Las Vegas my whole life, 40 years. Mm-hmm. I have never heard of a street called Radio. HTS. Radio. Yes, I have. Yeah. Uh, it's not even the street, it's HTS, which I'm not even sure. That, that doesn't, that's not a county road. That's, I don't know what uh, circle, whatever you may refer to it is. I found over 20 secondary addresses placed to this place, all with individuals who have nothing in common with one another. Wow. 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 And you think, that, think that's bad. I have looked up, and now, now my job is to do this part of the, uh, voter recount is I'm supposed to look up at these addresses, Google them, mm-hmm. and see if they're validatable addresses or not. Or, you know, are they they look like it? And I have found uh, empty parking lots. I have found uh, addresses that lead you out into the middle of nowhere on a on a dirt road. I oh. have found addresses that uh, will place you in one county and a secondary address placing you in a, another county. Imagine that. I've seen people put uh, their primary address as a commercial resident, and then their secondary at a um, at another uh, address. I have found entire uh, groups of what would seem like uh, possibly families because they have the same last name, uh, three or four of them, uh-huh. in a residence that doesn't exist. Hmm. The address doesn't exist. Oh I have found gosh. three. I have found streets that don't even exist. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and, this, this, and what I'm saying here is this is all 100%. I have the evidence that, that says such. And, you know, granted, Google isn't the best thing to find right. an address. There are times where it does mess up. I will admit that there was. It's pretty darn accurate, though. I found Google to be the most reliable source for finding addresses. I know when I'm out driving around working. If my car GPS can't find it, usually Google yeah, can. Yeah, and, and you get into rural areas, and sometimes Especially rural it's, areas. Eh, yeah, but, but yeah, no, like, I know like what a, you're talking about. Where, uh, 
there was a few times where it, they gave me the address and it was in the middle of the dirt road. There was no mailbox to it. There's clearly like a house about 20, 40, 50 feet away. So I just say, well, we have an address. Address is a little bit difficult to find. So that's but, but you know what's interesting? I, I just went to the Secretary of State's web house, I mean, website on, <laughs> for New Mexico and went to election results and pulled up San Miguel County. And um, lo and behold, you know, Joseph R. Biden and Kamala Harris got 7,888 votes from that precinct. And 7,000, wow. Okay, ben well, Ray Lujan got 7,817 votes. How many from total that people county. did we say live there? Uh, the, 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 well, the just in San Miguel is 27,000. 27,000, okay. Yeah. okay. That's the whole county. Now, right. keep in mind that a majority of that uh, um, population is going to be in the Las Vegas and immediate surrounding areas. Because, right. I mean, you got your little uh, towns like out there, like Romero View. you got yeah. Sheridan area. But, but, but those, if, are, those are pretty much villages, you know? But if you've told us if from three separate counties with a total population of 36,000, you've received 20,000 voter IDs, voter registrations, that had a problem with their ballot, and that is probably almost all the voters in those three counties. And I'm seeing here that San Miguel County went 68% for Biden, 68% for Ben Ray Lujan, 75% for the Democrat representative, which is District 3, 77% for State Senator District 8, the Democrat candidate as well, uh, State Senator District 39, 69% for the Democrat candidate. Yeah, it's it's straight Democrat almost all the way down the line here. Oh, well. And you keep in mind, a lot of this photo fraud isn't just with a, with, with a specific party. Some of them were saying they're weak Democrats uh, on, on the actual um, uh, spreadsheet that I'm working with. Yeah. Uh, some of them are saying they're strong Republicans. It's not. It's not just one-sided. You're seeing this across the board. Yeah. Completely. Wow. Uh, you know, I even found. In fact, I was just recently working on some more, and I found one that was registered in uh, Santa Rosa County. Uh, well, Santa Rosa, the the, the city, but uh -huh. had a secondary address in Las Vegas, Nevada. What? I find about. I even found yeah, I even found one right out of state. I, I, you know, it, it, you know, and you know, I, I try to, get, I'm, I'm trying to be as open and honest about this as possible. I'm trying to give everyone that I come across that I have to put judgment on. Right. I give it all the benefit of the doubt. Right. I even retype it. Okay, maybe they wrote road instead of street. Let's see that. Oh, mm -hmm. let's see if we can even find this place altogether. And, and it's like, nope. Google scratches the whole thing out, and it's like doesn't exist. Wow. wow. Now, granted, I'm sure that maybe Google hasn't found every street corner in the world, but, uh, you know, when you can't find an address, that might be understandable. But when you can't find an entire street, yeah. that's something else. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah. interesting there, too. Wow. Well, thank yeah. you so much for the update, Leo. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Great, great call. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we always knew that we were I know. Corrupt. You guys are like, geez. Yeah, you were like, God, I should have said a prayer before I answered that phone. <laughs> like, I now need get me some chamomile tea to calm down here. Yeah, but, I, yeah, but, I, and, I, and, and 
And everything I've given you so far, just what I have only have scratched the surface. I have only begun to start this investigation. Well, keep I've digging, been at it for Leo. About three days. I'm, I'm still at it. I'm going to be at it every day. Uh, you know, it's it's very it's very wow. stress, uh, stressful. It's mind-boggling. I'm sure. I we'll... sometimes sit there and I'm like, what the heck? What happened? What was going on? I can't be looking at. Well, these stay strong. Coming. Stay strong, yeah. Leo, because what you are in the middle of doing right now is called compiling evidence. Yeah. So. Yeah, that stay strong, keep up the good work, and um, again, thank you so much for the call. We always appreciate when you call in with updates on the election fraud here at home in New Mexico. So, and looks like we got another caller in the Kiva. Who would he have here? James. Hey James, uh, how hey, you James. doing? Pretty good. Hey, look, I'm a hundred percent behind Trump. I've been since day one, 2016. Awesome. But. You know, the fraud, and I'm um, 100% that it was fraud, and there's been fraud in this state. I know people who vote twice in this state for years. They've admitted it to me. You can thank, uh, like, Michelle Garcia-Holmes, Mark Ronchetti, Yvette Harrell. They're not saying a doggone thing about this. They need to get on top Mm. of it, and they're not. You can thank all the Republicans, even nationwide. Yeah, the what? only person that has ever supported the, the people of the United States is Donald Trump. He's standing by himself. He is he this, is standing uh, between us and total tyranny. Yeah, yes. and you know the the gal I can't think of her name. She's uh, repre- the the attorney for Trump. Uh, she she also represents uh, General Flynn. What's her name? Uh, oh, Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell. Sidney yeah. Powell. Yeah. Yeah. You know she's she's probably a good attorney and all that. She hasn't even gotten Flynn off. So you could file all the law, and I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just I live in Realville. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rush Limbaugh is the mm-hmm. mayor of Realville. I'm the governor of Realville, but I don't see it happening. I just the the, the media is too powerful. Uh, the Democrats are too powerful of of, and they they cheat. They cheat. They get away with it. Republicans don't have a spine. Well, the cheating is, they aren't going to get away. Hang on, James, hang on. I I hear your frustration. I hear where you're coming from. Um, But realize that our president has set us an example of how to proceed. That is, you know, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. And even though, yes, I would really like it if Mark Ronchetti would come out and say, you know what, Ben Ray, I want to recount. I don't believe that you beat me. You couldn't even beat me in a debate. You couldn't even debate. Um, I want to recount. Yeah, I agree with you. A lot more Republicans, especially in this state, need to grow a spine and say, hey, I cry foul. Not just in our state, the nationwide. Yeah, absolutely. You've got all these Republicans that are not backing Trump. But, but Trump, you know, and I'm not being negative against him. I think they should have been at those all those places where they were voting on Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. They, they, they waited too long. We're in the 11th hour. You can file all the lawsuits you want, and that doesn't mean anything. The, the well, thing is, what we lawsuits... need to hear from Sidney Powell is, is, is what people are to for hope is this Trump is going to win. And there's, they're not saying that. They're just saying we're going to file a lawsuit here. We're going to file a lawsuit well, there. And they, and they have filed a lawsuit. But, but here's the thing, too, to understand, James, is no lawyer goes into court and says, oh, yeah, we're going to win. No lawyer does that. I mean, unless it's in private to their client or what have you. But no lawyer publicly says, yep, we're going to win this case unless they're an no, idiot. I, I because there is always that. a yeah. chance that I they totally might not. I understand that, the but other... I just don't see it happening because the Democrats have, have 
beaten Trump finally after four years. Yeah. They so, got to him by mail-in ballots, and they got they got to him by no voter ID. And the Republicans were in charge. Well, and the thing the is, House, we've, the Senate, we've in the first two years they should have put voter ID federally in the Senate. They should have. And the, the thing ball. is, we've been talking about this potential yeah. fraud all along. In, nobody's going to change that in New Mexico. Well, that, nobody's going to change not that nobody. There, 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 there are th- there are things happening. There are things starting to move, and we've talked about this re- before, Rebecca. That this is a prime time to take advantage of the massive fraud that's happening on a national scale. And I do believe our president is right now. He's got many forces involved with taking advantage of this to expose, because that's what they have to do first. Yeah. Expose the fraud. It's on multiple levels, on multiple scales. It has scales. to be out there for everybody to see where it's, the evidence it's is overwhelming undeniable. and obvious. Yeah, it's got to be and undeniable. That's Sidney Powell's part in this. But then the other thing, too, is at the state levels, too, we have to expose the fraud. And kind of like our previous caller, uh, Leo, who was just on, he's in the middle of it. He's in the middle of compiling the evidence, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, that part takes time. So, James, I understand where you're coming from and frustration, and yeah, more people need to get frustrated, more people need to get mad and start demanding answers of our government and of our election boards and commissions and saying, hey, why the hinkiness? Why, why the funny business surrounding our election? I don't have confidence that my vote was counted. I demand a recount. I demand an audit of the entire system why were we using dominion call your senators call your representatives ask them how the heck did dominion get into our state how who put this in our election process here in our state demand answers because you the people have the power you have the votes we need to demand answers and yes there's lots of moving parts right now there's lots of uh litigation involved and understand too that some of this stuff and i know the the mainstream media and you all need to just turn them off because they're they're negative nellies on this they want you to lose hope they want you to give up so they're going to tell you oh well Trump lost his case in this state, and the judge threw out the case in that state, and all of this litigation is starting to go away, and no one's paying attention to it, and judges are na 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 na. So first off, understand, some of the litigation was stopgap litigation, meaning that people were filing for temporary restraining orders and injunctions by the court to stop the fraud, to put a stop to all this counting that was just bringing in you know massive fraud and. Well, and another thing, too, that the mainstream media is focusing on, they're focusing on these recounts. But I've been saying for days, these recounts don't matter because what they're doing is they're recounting fraudulent votes. Right. And there's so many other things going on in the background that Sidney Powell is working on and some of the other attorneys and probably even the Justice Justice Department with that server that was confiscated. I'm sure that is going to be huge. Right, right. But don't lose hope. Don't throw in the towel. Hold the line. If you if you are someone out there who is in a position where you're gathering evidence, hold the line. If you are one of those lawyers who's working on a restraining order, an injunction, and filing, etc., please do so. Hold the line. And the rest of us, call your representatives, call your senators, call the county officials, call the election board, call the secretary of state. Yes, I know most of them are ignoring us. 
But we got to be like the buzzing mm-hmm. little bees because enough I, buzzing bees are buzzing at your door and people start to get worried. I had one of our listeners email us a link to a form that you can fill out and submit uh, as it relates to voter fraud in New Mexico. It's kind of a weird address, but I'll read it off. Uh, HTTPS um, uh, colon forward slash forward slash form dot jot form dot com forward slash two o three two four four eight one three five o three zero four two. You'd think they could have come up with something simpler than that. Well, I, I think there's another one, isn't it? Uh, Trump DJT or uh, President DJT? No, it was voter fraud DJT dot com. I think. Yeah, there there's several sites out there and several phone numbers actually that you can call to report voter fraud. But you know, we all we all can do something. If you're sitting there at home thinking, I can't do anything. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a representative. I'm I didn't even witness voter fraud myself. Hey, I'm right there with you. I, I can't actually say in the state that I witnessed voter fraud. Um but you have a phone, I assume. And maybe even a computer and can call or email and you can add your voice. You can add your voice of dissent. You can add your concern, your lack of confidence to the conversation. You can add your buzz to the general buzz that is happening in our state because it is happening. Earlier, Rebecca actually showed me on her computer um, a live stream video of the rally happening in Santa Fe right now do we have anyone with preliminary numbers on how many people are up there i know that's kind of hard to get live I mean, we heard we had a 20 mile caravan going up there yeah 20 mile caravan going up to santa fe people are mad people are awake and people are waking up and are aware of what's going on or we wouldn't have thousands of people trekking up to the roundhouse to take a stand for our elections and our state People would not be doing that if something wasn't happening and if people weren't aware. So so what I say to anyone like James who's kind of losing heart, like, oh, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen, just have patience, just wait. And you know what? If, if you're so upset that nothing's happening, add your voice to the buzz. Absolutely. Get out there and do your part. Natalie and I have been doing our part all year. Before we were doing this, we were going to rallies. We were organizing rallies. I personally participated in at least a few caravans. I spoke at some rallies. Natalie spoke at some rallies. Yeah. Um, We've been posting on social media. I helped out a little bit with the Trump campaign knocking on doors. We've been doing everything we can possibly do to help out, and I think it's made a difference because the rallies have become so much bigger than they were Absolutely. at the beginning because Absolutely. more and more people joined us. It's gone from 50 to 100 people to thousands and yes. now a 20-mile caravan. Oh, my gosh. I, I would have loved to see that. Hey, y'all, if you have pictures, oh, my gosh, pictures, videos, send them to us. Uh, we would love to put that up on our Facebook page or even on the Kiva website. So. Uh, looks like we got another caller in the Kiva. Caller, who do we have here? It's Donna. Hey, Donna. You've called in before, yeah. haven't you? Uh, not really, but I'm a fan. That's why I oh, called. Oh, thank you. Yeah, oh, oh, Do- is this Rebecca's Donna? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, Donna, how are you? Hey. Uh, we're in Arizona, and um, people are listening to you because there's nothing like you out here. So oh my I'm gosh. And my student, um, Reagan Allen, I just want to say hello oh. to Reagan. You know, just to say hi to your fans. And Thank you. Yeah, you sound so good. So you have an audience here in Arizona. That's awesome. Wow. So Reagan so, is uh, one of the students at Donna's school, mm-hmm. and she's seven years old, and she's a big Trump fan. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I know. Next generation, yeah, so I baby. To, yeah, I went to school, and I, I told her, I asked her, how do you feel about these elections? And she goes, Miss Donna, I had a meltdown. I can't believe this. They're cheating. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Out of the mouths of babes. A seven-year-old. She's a very beautiful, smart girl. Is is she there? Does she want to say hi to us? No, she's home, but she's listening. Okay. Well, hello, Reagan. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you to our our fans in Arizona. We love you guys. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. So yeah. We realize you're you're kind of in the same boat here as we are. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you, you've you've got a possible fraud happening as well out in AZ yeah. land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're thinking a lot of Californians moved here. So. Oh yes, that's oh, yes. probably not going to help. And I I do believe Arizona. <laughs> I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Arizona uses Dominion as well. I think yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think so. That's what happened. Yep. I think yep. that's the 6,000 um, votes jumping from Trump to Biden. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, we keep hearing about this, you know, votes. No, mistaken. It was clerical error. Really? Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, right Right now in Michigan, clerical error added up to like over 170,000 votes uh, that aren't really tied to a potential registration. I think we are going to find out, hopefully we're going to find out, that the mainstream media has actually been complicit in this fraud. Yes. I mean, you saw the video from, C, I think it was CNN, where they had the votes being calculated down there, and it showed votes literally just in a blink of an eye, the same exact number being switched from Trump to Biden, and then they cut it off real quick, but unfortunately, That's they didn't right. cut it off soon enough because it went out over the air. A lot of TikTokers have, have multiple multiple uh, videos mm-hmm. of things like that. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Don. It was great to hear you call us in again. Yeah. And I know that um, Natalie is Filipino. Uh, that's so right. I'm a Pinoy. You have, you have a, a, a Filipino fan group, and <laughs> we would look, so look forward to um, having you that's the governor, mayor of Arizona, <laughs> Albuquerque. So. Well, maybe first I should run for city council before that might be a good I start. Of course, if you're president, like, look at Trump. He went, well, he know, went straight for the big one, you know? That, that's true. Follow, follow our and president. In the, that's why um, in the Philippines, you know, I, I was just wondering how Biden could win when he never even campaigned. Right. I mean, he didn't he, campaign, he hard, campaign hardly anywhere except for maybe he, in a few places where there were half a dozen people in circles. Yeah, you know, it's just crazy. I, well, it's, he it's he crazy. couldn't, and that's a great point. Th- thank you again so much for the call, Donna. We appreciate that. Um, but the great point: Biden couldn't even get fifty people to show up for a rally, and Trump is bringing them in by the tens of thousands. I think there were a few cases where they suspect over a hundred thousand people showed up. Um, 
And somehow Biden gets more votes than Obama did? What? Yeah, sorry, the numbers aren't adding up. I'm watching some video from that rally in Santa Fe. It looks like they're up at the Roundhouse, a whole bunch of people. Uh, looks like Coy from uh, Cowboys for oh, Trump yeah. is on his horse talking. I love oh, Coy. Oh, yeah, awesome. I think Coy's play, thinking about running for office. I he, think he should. should. He definitely should. Well, it looks like we got another caller in the Kiva. Who do we got? Hey, this is Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Thanks for calling. Um, hey, no matter who it is, whether they're Democrat or Republican or Independent, we all should be interested in this fraud. That's right. That's right. And I, and I appreciate you putting this on the radio, but I got one question. If we had the Dominion software in this state since 2013, uh-huh. Where has been the FBI or somebody investigating this? That's a really good question. You know, I've been saying for months, maybe longer, that Christopher Ray, I don't believe, is somebody that can be trusted. And I'm just talking about in recent history. I've, I've seen that guy get questioned before Congress, and he kind of has this smirk on his face, which maybe is his normal look. I don't know. But he always seemed to be uh, kind of an establishment hack that, it wasn't really going to do anything. wasn't going to wasn't going to really ruffle any feathers or or maybe upset the the status quo. And I just I've been saying for months and months Trump should fire that guy and maybe bring in like a sheriff uh, that. Hey, that how about can, Sheriff Arpaio, Arpaio from I Arizona? Know. My roommate keeps saying Arpaio is like. Yeah, why yeah. not? Come on, Arpaio, where are you? I you need to run for governor, he'd, he'd dude. He'd probably have everybody in there living in tents. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, all the criminals living in tents. Yeah, Arpaio for governor and AAZ. Yeah, Arizona, what do you think about that? You want Arpaio for your next governor? I think that would I be I think that awesome. would be awesome. And by the way, Arpaio, if they don't want you for governor there, would you consider moving to New Mexico? Yeah, you yeah. can run here. I'll vote for him. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah. I like the way the guy thinks. He, you know, he he doesn't pull any punches. He says it the way it is. And we need a non-politician in that position. We need yes. a non-political person. Yes, we need we need someone who's actually got real world experience um and has had a job. Yeah. yeah that I, would be I, I think having a job having would a job. be and I'm sorry, yeah. Wuhan Luhan holding a, a job at what was it? Public health for a year, maybe. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. getting the details wrong, but yeah, apparently she didn't do any favors over there either. And then she's, she... she's probably never waited tables at a restaurant or yeah, anything like that because she didn't have any sure. compassion for those people. Yeah, yeah, you know, she she's just at home getting fat and lazy. And what is it? Eddie has pointed out several times on his shows that um, she works less than 15 hour work weeks something like that because you can well, see I mean, her the schedule has been closed down pretty much all this year none of them are working for their paycheck maybe we should start rallying outside of her the governor's mansion instead of the if we knew house. where we she lived i i would well I would either totally the governor's mansion or her house in Colorado. now let's not forget she did put in some hours by flying to spain oh, oh, oh that's right that's right okay so i guess we got a creditor for that but huh? she didn't quarantine so yeah. i mean right there she could have claimed like a two-week vacation for quarantining but yeah. did she no yeah. no not really Oh, no. So so I, I kind of want to address some of the questions here about um, 
the operation that went down in Seidel, and this is actually an article from Gateway Pundit by Larry Johnson. This was back on November 16th, so about four or five days ago. And he explained that he used to work at the State Department's Office of Counterterrorism. Now it's the Bureau of Counterterrorism. He was one of two officers who dealt directly with the FBI in the investigation of the terrorist bombing of Pan Am 103. So he actually learned something very interesting in his experience. The U.S. law enforcement cannot operate in other countries without the permission of those countries. And then he also spent 22 years scripting terrorism exercises for U.S. military operations. So his job was actually to replicate State Department and embassy communications that would occur during a terrorist crisis. So he's got a lot of experience, real-world experience with law, U.S. law enforcement, U.S. military, and embassies. So all of this is to say that the U.S. Army did not conduct a raid in Germany on either Seidel or Dominion officers or servers um, because they're foreign nationals and we must actually operate in accordance with German law. Moreover, according to this article, the U.S. Army does not have law enforcement powers with respect to such entities. And, and I'm going through this article because I just want to put to rest some of the inaccurate uh, rumors that are flying around because this is important. Um, accuracy is extremely important um, because whenever we're inaccurate, it may, it gives us a window. It gives the left a window to come in and say, up, oh, up, oh, you're lying. See, because you're not accurate. I mean, we see them do this to the president all the time. So what happened? So this guy is reliably informed that a unit under the command of USEUCOM, the United States European Command, did, in fact, conduct an operation to take control of computer servers. But those servers actually belonged to the CIA, not Dominion or CIDL. So the U.S. military has full authority be to do this, because in any CIA activity in the European theater, uh, that's being conducted using military cover, CIA officers would be identified to the German government and anyone else asking as military employees or consultants. Which so could be a reason why, from what I understand, that the CIA was specifically kept out, out of this operation. Yes. So such an operation would have been carried out with U.S. law enforcement present to take custody of the evidence. And that means that the evidence would be under the control of the Department of Justice through U.S. attorneys and could be used in court or other judicial proceedings. Boom. So this is not the first time that a military unit attached to UCOM has compelled a CIA computer facility to hand over evidence. That's what that's what this guy's actually saying. That a military unit from our um, you know Europe uh, Commission or United States European Command actually compelled the CIA or a CIA facility to hand over evidence. Um, so a friend of his, a DEA officer, actually told him about an incident where he entered a CIA facility in Frankfurt, backed up by the U.S. Army, to get info that the CIA was withholding. Now, this was, would have been back in the 1980s. So there's a there's longstanding precedent for this happening. Um, so... So this guy, Larry Johnson, again, is his name. And again, I'll post this in the show links. 
He also confirmed what Jim Hoft reported the other night, that the CIA's Gina Haspel was not informed in advance of this operation. Yes, hmm. CIA was left in the dark. Based on this fact, he thinks it's correct that the action was taken in Germany on territory that was already under U.S. control and that a CIA facility was targeted. So are you saying that a Dominion server was... On CIA facility. Interesting. On territory under U.S. control, because that's the only way that we could have gone in and gotten this information handed over to us. So the question is, why would a voting server be in Germany? Why would it be on territory under U.S. control in a CIA facility? Yes. So he also learned, that's not all, that FBI Director Christopher Wray was excluded from this operation. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I don't trust him. Right. He even acknowledges Ray more than Haspel has been working aggressively to undermine and sabotage, sabotage our president. So this also means that some other U.S. law enforcement, in other words, maybe U.S. Marshals, maybe DEA, Secret Service, who knows? Has Somebody under direct uh-huh. uh, leadership of the president. They, had, they would have had to have had the lead in collecting this evidence. And yes, he even says Sidney Powell's a serious lawyer. She's not going to make a false claim, Mm-mm. period. So given her recent statements, she clearly knows that the evidence being collected will prove beyond a reasonable doubt. In other words, it's the type of evidence required to obtain a criminal conviction. And the rules are very strict on that, on what type of evidence and you know, how it has to be authenticated in order to get a criminal conviction, but that the CIA had some sort of nefarious relationship with Dominion software and that Dominion software was being used abroad and in the United States for voter fraud. So probably the CIA might be involved in not only manipulating foreign elections, but manipulating the United States elections as well. And Which is I, definitely overstepping their bounds. Uh, They're supposed to have nothing to do with U.S. citizens or surveilling U.S. citizens or affecting our daily lives in that manner. And funny thing is, just the other day, Dominion was supposed to be sitting down with a meeting with a bunch of uh, people in Pennsylvania to discuss yep. uh, this these allegations of fraud uh, on the Dominion servers. And before the meeting was about to occur... The Dominion representatives lawyered up and did not attend the meeting. So yep. what are they hiding? Hmm. That's right. That's right. You know, you, you're, my understanding, too, is that that hearing was just kind of supposed to be a hearing to kind of get Dominion's side of the story. And so, you know, if they want to, they could make their claims that, no, oh, there's no funny business here, etc. It, it wasn't supposed to be too terribly official, not like a trial or anything. Mm-hmm. But instead of taking that opportunity to clear their good name and say, no, nothing to see here, they lawyered up. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone's got to be asking, huh, well, why did you feel you had to lawyer up, even though no real charges were being heard and this, this wasn't a super official hear- pre-trial hearing. It wasn't a pre-trial hearing, to my understanding, um, but they lawyered up anyway. By the way, I want to give our call-in number again for anybody that wants to join the Mm -hmm. conversation. Our number is 505-266-1600. That's 505-266-1600 if you want to call and talk to us.
Yep. We'd like to hear from you. Yeah. So do we want to continue this subject or we want to maybe transition into our next topic? Well, let's see here. we got two callers on well, the line. We'll take so the calls first. Let's take the calls first. We'll see first. how long it goes. All Go right. ahead, caller. You're in the Kiva with Rebecca and Natalie. Yes, hello, good afternoon. Uh, yeah, I have two comments, okay? One is on topic and the other one is off topic. And I hope you'll accept the second one. Uh, sure, go ahead. Uh, what's your name? Uh, my name's David. Hey, David. Okay, so, what, right. so what's your t- comments? Uh, on topic, okay? I listened to the Giuliani Powell Ellis press conference, Absolutely. and I was really impressed. I mean, these people, they exhibited so much righteous anger. You know, and they didn't disguise it. You know, they were angry. You know, Sidney Powell just seemed like, when I was watching her, she just seemed like she was just steaming. I mean, Livid. she, I mean, she <laughs> was really holding it back. She seemed like she was really, really angry. Right, and even Giuliani and uh, Jenna Ellis, I mean, they were the same. They were they were angry, and they said they, they've seen the evidence. It's coming in. It's coming. It's coming in by a flood, and all they have to do is get it together. And they're certain. They're, they seem certain that they're going to be able to uh, to win this for the president. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. you know what we want is we want to know the truth. That's what we want. Right. Yeah. Because if we, if we can't, if if we don't know the truth and we don't have trust in our elections anymore, I wouldn't have much faith in any elections going forward. Right. So yeah, they really encouraged me, and I think I think they're going to accomplish the task they set out to do, and uh, and I have a lot of hope in them. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that because we, we need any reason for hope that we can get these days. Right. Now, off topic, okay. Uh, it's Again, I'm going to bring up uh, New Mexico Statute 12-10A-2, which limits the governor's uh, uh, actions in public health emergencies, okay? Mm-hmm. And I've written up a paper that specifically lists how how her mandates and orders violate the New Mexico statutes, and I've typed it up, and I'd like to get a copy of this to you, to you Rebecca and Natalie. Yeah, email it and, to us. Uh, Okay, I don't have access to uh, to the internet, so I, I'd need a, a, a mailing address, or I could get it to you personally. Can, can you? Can you? Um, let's see here. So, so you you don't have an email address, as such, you said. I don't. I do, but I don't have access to a computer right now because oh, all the libraries gotcha. are closed. Gotcha. So either I could mail it to you, I could mail it to you quite easily. Well, could you um, email it before and... before our show next week? Before next Saturday? Well, like no, he said, I'm the libraries about... are closed, and that's how he uses oh. Well, he can, no, he can mail it to mail. the station address. Yeah, go you know, go ahead and mail it to the Kiva, the, uh, the Kiva okay, station uh, address. Care, okay, mail it to you in care of Kiva? Yeah, uh, yeah, just mail it to the Kiva and just put attention, Liberty Ladies. Okay, and do you know what their address is, their street address? Mm-hmm. Let's see, Rebecca's pulling that up yeah. right now. And, and okay. I, I really appreciate you putting... Putting this together, and I and I you've, know you've called before um, to talk right. about that this statute, and I love it yeah. when people so, quote statute yeah. and law. David, are you ready for the information? Uh, yes, go okay. ahead. Okay, so mail it to Rock of Talk, Care okay. of Liberty Ladies, and okay. the address is 2309 mm-hmm. Re- okay. Renard, R-E-N-A-R-D, Southeast. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Sweet 204. 
Okay. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. 87106. 87106. Uh-huh. Now, just to specify, okay, this statute is part of the new, uh, part of the Public Health Emergency Act on which uh, Lujan Grisham claims to base her powers, but this, this statute, this provision, definitely and without doubt drastically limits her powers. Well, so, and from what I understand is the legislature could step in at any time and end those powers. Yep. But they're not doing uh, it. Because yeah, they're, this, they're in their back pocket. Yeah. Well, actually, See, this, this, I, I've got something on that later. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, this provision already limits her powers. It says mm-hmm. no action can be taken. I mean, any action taken has to protect civil rights and individual liberties, and that's the Bill of Rights. So anyway, I've detailed this in this document, and I'd really like to get it to you, and I'll mail it to you today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so, so, so much. Okay. I do appreciate Call that. Call us anytime, David. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank Have a good day. So, so something there um, to the point that you were making about the legislature actually does have the power to limit the governor's powers. Uh, there actually is a push right now to get an extraordinary session of the legislators started. Yeah, legislature. In order to limit the governor's powers, the key is we have to get a three-fifths majority to sign on of our legislatures, and that includes both the Senate and the House, in order to get an extraordinary session approved. Don't you think even a lot of Democrat uh, legislature members are sick of what's going on? Even Absolutely. At this point. I would Absolutely. think so. Absolutely. Because she's ruining the state, literally. Yes. Yes. No, Every the things that make this state special, you know, the little privately owned restaurants, out of way restaurants, things like that that you go to. I, I I was out on the road the other day and I God, I can't remember it was out like Fort Stockton, I think, going through there and there's like a little restaurant there that's like historic that's been there like God's Forever, so forever, yeah. and a, a burger restaurant. I stopped there years ago and had a burger on my way through there, and they're gone. They're closed oh, down. No. They are gone. Uh, they are a landmark in New Mexico, and they're oh. gone. And oh. and I'm sure that's the story about a lot of little out of the way places that make this state special. They're gone because these places are operating on a shoestring budget, and they they're living day to day on their income. They can't be shut down for several months and stay in business. And, no. and people don't go there so they can do a takeout. They sit there so they can have the experience of sitting in a special restaurant with the ambiance of the whole thing and have That's a meal. Right. That's why they go there. I don't go out to restaurants so that I can do carry out. I can cook a better meal at home. It's hot and I can eat it hot. I go for the experience. I go so that somebody can serve me a meal and and give me a smile and and I can sit there and hang out with friends for a while and have some good conversation. Right. That's why I go to a restaurant. Right. And uh as a business owner, the rent doesn't stop. You don't pay your no. rent, you lose your spot, you lose your place of business. Um if if you're in the type of business where you have any type of uh stock and got you know god forbid in the food service industry when you're shut down for weeks you you can't use that food 
you can't it it spoils it has an expiration date um and then suddenly now you have to break contracts with the companies you're contracted with for food delivery service this this, oh my god the governor's mandates her her false mandates are so far-reaching and she's breaking so many laws and then making other people she's putting them in a position where now they have to break contracts and break laws where they have to act as law enforcement when they are not law enforcement or make medical determinations when they are not licensed medical practitioners. And I'm sorry, you can be reported to the medical board for practicing without a license. Yeah. And you can be fined. Um, Since you brought up that subject, should we go ahead and and cover our little mask uh, mask mania segment? We might as well. Mask mania. Um, Yeah, we'll just do it now. Um, No. There is one thing, too, with the governor, um, I think uh, we need to be asking ourselves, according to the New Mexico statute 12-10-4, mm-hmm. section B, part one. Ooh, he looked it is, up. Wow, this, that's this pretty is, impressive. You are so hot right now, Jay He's Bird. stating oh. statutes and numbers. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's all cerebral, let me tell you. <laughs> so, here, so here we go. According to section B, part one, and this is this is the quote, says the, the governor is authorized to cooperate with the federal government and agree to carry out all hazard emergency management responsibilities delegated in accordance with existing federal laws and policies. And here's the big one. Cooperate with other states and with non, I'm sorry, with private agencies in all matters relating to all hazard emergency management of the state and the nation. So does it sound like to anybody that's listening she's cooperating with anyone? Not really. Sounds like she's doing her own thing to me. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and, pretty much. And a lot of people in this state, I am sad to say, have just gone along and just become her little foot soldiers. That's that's what I call them. And, you know, I go, when I go into places of business, I understand that pressure is being put on them, but... They're going way beyond just uh, doing what they have to do to stay open. A lot of these people are. Let me tell you about my little experience on Wednesday at, ah, the, Fe- yes. at the FedEx on Renaissance. Mm. I had loaded a bunch of big heavy boxes in the back of my truck, and I needed to ship them. I walked into the FedEx, and there's this guy there, a young guy. Looks like he's maybe he's in his 20s or something. He saw me standing there without a mask, and oh, my God, you should have seen him. He jumped back in terror against the back wall <laughs> like I had just walked in with a vial of the most deadliest, you know, pathogen Ebola. you can you, you can imagine. And he's like, oh, my God, you got to wear a mask. And he said, it's the law. It's like, no, it's not a law. And I'm, I run into this quite a lot. And you have these people which are obviously a product of the failed educational system mm, in New Mexico. Yes. No more civics training these days. No, wow, no civics so training. Weird. And I remember, well, I, I had government class when I was in school. Now, I'm, I'm pretty old, but, you know, it's like you'd think, it they'd, happened. you'd think they'd still be giving those classes now. I had government class. Right. I had history class. We had mock uh, Elections and legislatures, yeah. where you how you pass a law, and so I run into this all the time, where people saying it's the law, and I have to say no, it's not a law. And 
I ran into a similar situation at a pizza place in the East Mountains near where I live. <clears throat> I walked in there. I called in in advance for a pizza, and I walked in there, and oh, my God, the only thing they cared about was if I was <laughs> wearing a mask. They didn't care about selling me a pizza, which is what they're in the business for. Right. They just cared about uh, imposing a medical inter- inter- intervention on me and making me wear a mask. <laughs> so... Anyway, so I, I was thinking about my childhood, and I was thinking about things that were educational that I would watch, a uh, like Sesame Street and stuff like that. And sometimes they'd play these little segments on Schoolhouse Rock. Do any of you remember that? If, if any of you are, like, around my age group, you probably remember Schoolhouse Rock. So I have a little clip here that I think is going to be – very educational for those of you out there that are a product of the failed New Mexico educational system that we pulled up, and we're going to play it for you now. Jaybird, why don't you hit that clip for us? Yep. Okay, here you go. Well, you sure got to climb a lot of steps to get to this Capitol building here in Washington. Well, I wonder who that sad little scrap of paper is. I'm just a bill, yes, I'm only a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee, but I know I'll be a law someday. At least I hope and pray that I will, but today I am still just a bill. Gee, Bill, you certainly have a lot of patience and courage. Well, I got this far. When I started, I wasn't even a bill. I was just an idea. Some folks back home decided they wanted a law passed, so they called their local congressman, and he said, you're right, there ought to be a law. Then he sat down and wrote me out and introduced me to Congress, and I became a bill. And I'll remain a bill until they decide to make me a law. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I got as far as Capitol Hill. Well, now I'm stuck in committee, and I'll sit here and wait while a few key congressmen discuss and debate whether they should let me be alone. I hope and pray that they will, but today I am still just a bill. those congressmen arguing. Is all that discussion and debate about you? Yeah, I'm one of the lucky ones. Most bills never even get this far. I hope they decide to report on me favorably, otherwise I may die. Die? Yeah, die in committee. Oh, but it looks like I'm going to live. Now I go to the House of Representatives and they vote on me. If they vote yes, what happens? Then I go to the Senate and the whole thing starts all over again. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And if they vote for me on Capitol Hill, well, then I'm off to the White House where I'll wait in a line with a lot of other bills for the president to sign. And if he signs me, then I'll be alone. I hope and pray that he will. But today I am still just a bill. You mean even if the whole Congress says you should be a law, the president can still say no? Yes, that's called a veto. If the president vetoes me, I have to go back to Congress and they vote on me again, and by that time you're so By that time, it's very unlikely that you become a law. It's not easy to become a law, is it? No, but how I hope and pray that I will, but...
but today I am still just a bill. He signed your bill, now you're a law. Oh, yeah. And there you have it. <laughs> Flashback to our childhood. Who does thunk? Was this on Sesame Street? I think it was. I think they normally played those schoolhouse rock things during Sesame Street. It's usually like, like on PBS or something like that. Yeah, who who does thunk? There, your 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 entire civics 101 class mostly, mostly. in a quick little three minute fun clip segment. Now you're educated, New Mexico, or at That's least right. you are if you listen so, to our show. If you learned anything from that, you know that it's laws don't just come into being easily. There is a process by which laws are made. If laws were easy to make, then the government would have control over over every aspect of our life, which basically is what's almost going on in New Mexico right now because we have a tyrannical governor that has appointed herself a dictator. Yes. And yes. She is putting out mandates which people think are laws because they don't know any better. So educate yourself on how the process works. Laws do not get just happen overnight. There's a long process, and a lot of people have to be involved, and it's done that way intentionally. Yeah, it, it's, it's more than you think it is. No one person, and we've said this before, and I'll keep saying it again until I'm blue in the face, no one person can mandate anything for everyone. No one person has that power in our country. Not the governor, not even the president of the United States. That's true. And for all that our president gets accused of being a, what was it they, last week? They a, wannabe it? a wannabe dictator. dictator. So it's like a wannabe dictator. Okay, yeah. so what has he done that would make you think he's a dictator or even wants to be a dictator? Uh, you don't go and deregulate and decrease the size of government if you want to be a dictator. Yeah. It doesn't it, make any sense. And, he, and, the, and the fact of the matter is that for all the executive orders that he's signed, and by the way, executive orders aren't mandates – um, they, he can merely uphold the law of the land as it stands or, or retract something that is unconstitutional and against the law of the land. But he has not mandated anything. In fact, when they were calling for him to shut down the country again and again and again, he refused. He's like, no, it's up to the states. Yeah. If you guys want to do this or not. Because He's like, he I recommend certain things. He has recommended certain things. Right. He understands his authority as president, which yes. he is not a dictator. The individual states have certain responsibilities themselves. And the only time that they get any kind of interaction from the federal government in most cases is when they ask for the help. Precisely. And he can lead, and he does. He, he you know, either leads by example or he gives recommendations and says, hey, I recommend everyone do this, um, which is, by the way, what he did back in March. He recommended uh, a shutdown. Um, he gave us his you know, logical reasoning for it, whether we agreed with him or not. I didn't happen to agree that that was necessary everywhere. No. But he left it up to the country to decide. And unfortunately, many of our governors want to be dictators. They're drunk on power. They couldn't resist. And they went ahead and violated all of our constitutional rights en masse. And these governors, they instated mandatory lockdowns and mask 
mandates and shutdowns and whatever else you want to call them, and they directly violated their constitutional rights of their citizens. And for any state, especially New Mexico, of course, California, (laughs) New York, um, anyone from those states, you should be beyond ticked off that your governors betrayed you. Yes, Wuhan, Luhan betrayed us and is still betraying us and, by the way, is blaming it all on us. And, and in fact, so, someone sent me, um, thank you, Renee, by the way, thank you for sending me this. Uh, they, they sent me... An, uh, not exactly an article. I guess it's like this little trifold thing that we got. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm in belly dance, and and, and I've been had the honor in the past to be part of uh, this group that tries to bring about more awareness around domestic violence and abuse. And and we were talking the other day about, hey, you know, didn't they have a pamphlet about? Do you know the signs of emotional abuse and and you know, everyone should know the size because you could potentially be a victim of domestic violence and domestic violence starts with emotional abuse. So we were talking about this because we were going down the list going, hey, that sounds familiar. Hey, uh, that sounds really familiar. I think everybody in New Mexico has been emotionally abused for months yeah. now by this governor. So let me just read a few of the emotional abuse examples from this pamphlet. Placing undue blame, an overly critical spirit, slapping negative labels on personal traits or behaviors, threatening harm, starting rumors that degrade reputations, angry outbursts, manipulation, withholding information. Start to sound familiar yet? Mm. Limiting, and this is one may not have happened yet, but in a way it kind of has, limiting access to finances or personal possessions. What else are you going to call telling people that their business isn't essential and you can't go into work? Yeah. Who makes that determination of who's essential and who's not? I would say that the person that is being called non-essential probably would disagree with Mm -hmm. that. Oh, refusing to acknowledge your feelings. Huh. Using sarcastic or mocking tones, even if the message itself is positive. Hmm. For anyone who's ever listened to Wuhan Luhan's, um, uh, you know, finger wagging sessions, yeah, oh. that that sounds awfully familiar. Verbal threats, just every week, you know, hmm. it's just yeah. every week. Yeah. Demeaning much. you in front of friends, family, or strangers, or how about the whole state? Name-calling and use of abusive language, constant criticism or humiliation, you know, like mask shaming, disproportionate anger or yelling to intimidate. She's had a few of those episodes. Irrational blaming, withholding approval or appreciation as a punishment. You know, she just won't approve us reopening up. Hmm. Obsessive jealousy, accusations of unfaithfulness. Okay, you you, you can maybe. Mm. You Mexicans, why are you traveling out of state? That's right, you're traveling out of state. Well, I'm sorry, MLG. I've certainly been unfaithful to you. I've been really unfaithful. (laughs) I'm just such a cheater. Oh, gosh. (laughs) 
instilling the belief that nothing we do will ever be good enough. Use of inf- intimate knowledge to generate vulnerability. I see you, New Mexicans. I see you taking selfies and you're less right. than six she's, feet away from she's someone. She's watching you. She's watching you. You know, I kind of wonder if she is actually somehow tracking our cell phones, these oh, smartphones. Yeah. They all have right. location functions stuff. on them and yeah. stuff. You know, um, you, you all have probably been getting those uh, messages, those ah, scary messages she's been putting out. Imminent, severe right. alert on the emergency broadcast system. I still like calling it, even though it's technically the emergency alert system now. I like calling it the emergency broadcast system. It just sounds better. So I'm going to call it that. Also, being irresponsible with money. Huh. Gee, blowing over $40 million above your $750,000 public emergency budget. Um, yeah, I'd say that might be considered I'd love to just have just a little bit of that $40 million. I'd be set for life. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, serially cheating and then blaming for us for her behavior. Oh, yeah, like flying to Spain, yeah. but, um, getting... Opening the jewelry store so so she can send someone to yeah. shop for jewelry for her out on a lake on a houseboat or something like that mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. when everyone else couldn't go to lakes during Fourth of July yeah using insult sarcasm or sneering well you know it's our fault we made her do that oh of course we made her do that oh yeah this is one that I think is coming abusing or threatening to abuse the children oh, how much yes. how much longer before they threaten to take our children away if we don't comply. So often the left uses the children as a weapon. It's for the children. But they are already abusing the children. They are. Yeah, they are. Why Masks, not letting them go to school not and letting then them making, go to school. making them wear a mask? Uh-huh. That is child abuse. Okay, I stand corrected. Yeah, um, yeah blaming us for the abuse. Telling tales and false stories. Um, let's see here. Saying that we don't know what we're talking about. Manipulating us with words, ideas, or lies denying that statements or promises were made or that behavior occurred. Yeah, I I do believe she told us months back if we ticked off boxes A, B, C, and D and met our numbers that we could open up. And then she actually acknowledged that we hit all those numbers. Yeah. And that didn't didn't open up. Oh, no, we're going to move the bar at this point. Yeah, you know, no, that that didn't matter. We're not going to do that anymore. Ooh, stalking. Using our cell phones and Facebook. Oh, man, this is one that I wish she would use. I really, silent treatment. (laughs) I I would love that. I stand correct. There's one thing on this list that she can't be accused of. But, man, we wish she would. I'd like to change her her muzzle that she's wearing into a a gag. And that way we would be able to listen to her. Please treat us with silent treatment, Wuhan, Wuhan. Yeah, we'll take that. Um, Oh, listening to our phone calls, monitoring... Things like calling, text, email, like oh, ah, social media. Familiar. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you know, I um, I went in and disabled those alerts on my phone. Mm-hmm. Now I discovered my roommate for some reason he's got a Galaxy S20 just like I do. Right. Only it's through a different carrier, and you yeah. can't disable the alerts in his. Now mine is through T-Mobile, and I can disable the alerts on mine. He might have to actually go through his messaging. App. Well, that's no, that's how Your I did messages. it on mine, and you can't do it on his. I tried it, no, and I can tell mm. you exactly how. Uh, any of you that have a Galaxy, uh, you know, phone, an Android phone, yeah. most of them work the same way. If you click on your messages app, and then you click on the little three dots for the menu, and then you go to settings, and you go to notif- no emergency alert settings. That's there, and then you click on emergency alerts. 
and then there there they are right there. There's two alerts there that are listed as imminent extreme alert and imminent severe alert. I just turned them both off. Oh, awesome. Perfect. Yeah. So now I don't get those stupid messages on my Yay. phone. You know, it's like they're just a form of, of terror is what they are. Yeah. Re- reaching, of- reaching into your phone, reaching into your private life and going boo. Um, but here, here's a big one. Everyone, does this sound familiar? Stopping access to family and or friends. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? That's a big one. Yeah. Here's another big one. Making rules about what to do, where, or say. She must be going by this as a Is this a her manual. playbook? I think it oh is. Oh, my gosh. I think she's got a copy of this on her desk. Changing the rules without telling us you know, or being unpredictable. Uh-huh. Um, turning others against each other. Repeatedly crossing boundaries, you know, like the Constitution. Not like that's a huge oh, boundary that or anything. No, that's just a, that's a living document. It doesn't. Ignoring you know. requests. How many times have we heard on this station that the Restaurant Association attempted to speak with her or her administration to try to work something out for the restaurants in New Mexico? Yeah. And completely blew them off and ignored them. Well. Ignoring requests. I think showing you know complete where we... disregard and disrespect behaving like a spoiled child. Yeah, that sounds like her to me. Yeah, and then telling us that we're lucky to have them. You know, I think the solution here, people, at this point, and of course I've been doing this for months anyway, Natalie's been doing this for months, (laughs) is refuse to comply. Just ignore her. Open your business. Do Open your church. Open your church. I mean, the church we go to is certainly open. That's right. Legacy's open. We went there the other (laughs) night, and it was packed. And not only was it packed, but there were several uh, uh, police cruisers that were directing traffic for us and helping us out. And even some smaller churches are still open. And I I was very disappointed to hear that um, both Sagebrush and Calvary, of course, closed down during this two-week time. I personally think Calvary's a sellout. I stopped going there. But... They're getting fed up because I heard rumblings through the grapevines that both these churches are going to reconsider compliance in the future. And just, you know, they never should have complied right to start now. with. That's what I say. I lost. Um, but I yeah, lost so, so there you go. It, all of your examples, dozens of examples of emotional abuse. So do you know the signs? Do you need support? Um, what are the effects? Oh, yeah. Confusion, fear, hopelessness, shame. Depression, moodiness, muscle tension, nightmares, racing heartbeat, various aches and pains, PTSD, low self-esteem, depression, anxiety, chronic pain, guilt, insomnia, social withdrawal, panic attacks, difficulty concentrating, regression, sleep disorders, eating disorders, headaches, heart disease, mental health issues, obesity, excessive worrying, irrational fears, and then let me add suicide. Anger and stress can cause you to have all of those Different types of physical ailments. They can destroy your health. It's, you know, when you have depression, stress, anxiety, all of those things, they prevent you from getting the right amount of sleep. They are, it makes your body just, it makes it more susceptible to diseases. And some of the very early signs in the other person of an emotional abuser in a relationship, resentment, entitlement, superiority, Pettiness, sarcasm, deceit, blaming, minor jealousy. 
sound familiar? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, 266-1600, 505-266-1600. If you want to call in and join the conversation. And, whoa, we got a full caller board already. I'm All getting right. the sign. So, hey, okay. who do we have in the Kiva? Join the conversation. Join the free speak. All right. We have Dave. Hey. And, did yeah, you say your name's Dave? Dave, yes. Dave, we've got a lot of Daves and Davids, don't we? Yes, we do. It's a great name. What's on your mind, Dave? (laughs) Well, let's see. uh, Schoolhouse Rock brought a lot of memories. (laughs) You like that one, huh? Oh, yeah. Seen it a couple thousand times way back in the day. Yeah. So you're educated. uh, Oh, yes. I've been continuing the education. I'm actually reading uh, 1,600-page, two-volume history of Europe. Wow. Yeah, it it would. Oh, so you're going for an easy read, huh? (laughs) I was going to start doing this in preparation for uh, college classes at UNM, and then I found out all they really wanted was opinions of opinions of opinions of opinions. Right. It's got to be a research paper, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, the ballot thing you were talking about earlier and the chain of custody and all that, a great example would be the uh, Army Postal Service, or at least Postal Operations. As a battalion mail clerk, for downrange mail, we had special bags with stainless steel tags with a serial number, zip ties with a serial number. Ooh. We had to count the pieces going into the bag, and we had to do up a DA-200, which is basically a hand receipt for the property. See, now that lived. sounds like how ballots should be handled. That's, Absolutely. That Chain of so custody. Got, I love yeah. it. And everybody, yeah, got to have somebody's ID zip ties. And it's not hard to do. I want ID zip ties. I have no idea what I would use them for, but I want serial <laughs> numbered zip ties. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> I'm sure the Army's been doing it for probably several decades. I could use them for my kids' gummy bears. <laughs> uh, I, I know that gummy bear, that, that that gummy bear had a special serial number on it. Yes. Yes. That's right. Meanwhile, yeah. Jay Bird is shaking his head. <laughs> He's like, no, don't give her any more ideas. Who maybe put the zip tie on the jar itself for the bag. There you go. There you go. It's 100% accountability, and with yep. uh, postal operations in the military, if something goes missing, that's a year and 11 with a dishonorable discharge, and if you're a career person, you just lost your pension and retirement. That's right. You know, the military has has had solutions to a lot of these problems for many, many years. I remember when I was in vocational school as part of my high school, and I was going through electronics and our teacher would often bring in a lot of, cause he was, he had been in the military. He'd bring in handouts from like the military, very simple to follow, easy stuff to use. And the military just has so many things in place that solve so many problems. So why aren't we using that to handle ballots? No kidding. Oh, because it makes it too hard to cheat. Don't you know? Oh, yeah. oh, well, well, well kind of like voter why. ID. Yeah, voter ID. Why would we want that, right? It's, it would it's just, just make... racist. Yeah, it's Re- racist. Regardless of the 
fact mm-hmm. that that you really can't make the argument for it being racist. Yeah. yeah. Well, they can make an argument for anything being oh, racist, yeah, then, and they and do. They do. They do. Yeah. They always do. Well, the, thanks, Dave. That that's such a great a- idea. That's good info. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, Serial numbered zip ties. <laughs> I want. I know what I want for Christmas. <laughs> All right. Who's next in the Kiva? Go ahead, hey, caller. Ladies, it's, uh, it's Eddie. How are you? Hi, Eddie. Eddie, hey. All right, so I wouldn't call in to interrupt your show if it wasn't important, so oh. it's important. Okay. Um, so, and by the way, I, I appreciate you guys reiterating that emotional abuse and, you know, uh, victim of either spousal or relationship abuse. Uh, the parallels have been doing that. We, you know, I actually wrote something on that and yep. we did a whole thing on that. Hey, hey, hey Eddie. Ago, but, hey, hey yeah. Eddie, I find this so ironic. Eddie is calling in on our show. <laughs> yeah, well, well, let me say, let me say this. Um, the news I have to share with you isn't good. Oh, no. And it, and it is in regards to the special session on Tuesday. Okay. And as you know, my phone line, the five line, serves as an inbound uh, receptacle for every single rumor, you know, people that have ideas. I mean, I just get stuff all day long. I think I'm up to over 600 text messages now that I have. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, to check. Okay, so let me lay it on you here. Okay. Um, First off, the special session is Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Oh, and thanks to all those patriots who went up there, 21 miles long. 21 miles long. That is awesome. Wow. That's how great this state can be, to understand. Uh, Do I still have you guys? Yes, 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 we're still here. Okay. What a tremendous, uh, you know, every single one of those people, that's the type of enthusiasm that we need to harness. Okay, so now for the bad news. The reason for the special session, according to several Mm -hmm. people, has zero to do with the budget uh, and the relief and anything to do with business and anything to do with – the economic situation here in the state. It has to do with something that we have talked about for some time. I'm going to say two words, death panel. What? The governor cannot do what she needs to do in order to prioritize care for people who are infected or impacted by COVID. Now, I've now verified with two physicians and one guy who's involved with the air transport. And he says, the crisis standards of care, first off, he reached out to me. He says, if you want to know the real reason the governor may call a special session, you are not going to like this. As I just spoke with a physician, it will have deadly consequences. And uh, I won't betray his confidence. And then I asked him to verify it from the standpoint of the information specifically. And apparently the physician who verified it with has more than 40 years um, practicing medicine. He says, the crisis standards of care provision has been in discussion this week with numerous chief medical meetings. Now, we are at a capacity. There's no more ICU beds at the University of New Mexico Hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in consulting with a physician, he basically said that they have been in talks about this all week and they've already been notified. Now, what's happening is they're going to get attorneys, they're going to get what's, what are called ethicists, and then they're going to get um, doctors, you know, like a doctor, Dr. Disgrace, 
um, yeah, um, and they're going to get mm-hmm. um, other medical professions. And when capacity, and it comes to prioritizing care for either one person mm-hmm. or another, it will be uh, A versus B, and that consultative, we'll call them quote unquote death panel, as to who can prescri- who is prioritized for prescription of care, is what she may be really after. And I say that from the, yeah, right? Hmm. And this is what we would have with socialized medicine on a wide, wide scale, just for numerous reasons. So, so, so the reason for the special session is she needs agreement on behalf from these legislators to show up. The Republicans, I mean, I imagine, I don't know what other reason they would be even showing up, but they're going to get this passed where this panel will be able to make their decisions on behalf of the state of New Mexico as to who gets care and who doesn't. So if you have a 75 or 80-year-old person with comorbidities, and we're out of ventilators now, okay? So Mm -hmm. Mr. Governor, Presbyterian Hospital, St. Joseph's Hospital, Loveless Hospital, you know, we have an empty hospital that we paid 720000 I guess they're going to open that on Monday. Um, and then you have the University of New Mexico uh, Hospital. I haven't even included Christmas St. Vincent uh, in all this. Apparently, we're at capacity for vents, so we're totally out of vents. Um, and you know that we have been, right from the very beginning, importing um, these patients from other parts and not necessarily in the state. Both Texas and Arizona have been patients into the and that goes back to an old agreement from the 1970s where the University of New Mexico Hospital would be serving as primary care for the Navajo Nation I think it's the Navajo Nation but there's some sort of agreement or compact I think you guys have have probably seen that so what she needs and I think I'm kind of scooping this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what she is looking for and what she needs is she needs the confirmation from the legislator to create the panel that that would uh, ultimately pass judgment on to who lives and who dies if COVID is indeed a deadly uh, virus, as they're suggesting. So 75 to 80-year-old, back to my point, with comorbidities, um, it is of the opinion of this particular physician, he said, that they would choose the 40-year-old who has comorbidities, 45-year-old, as opposed to the 75-8-year-old. So basically a form of euthanasia. (sighs) So we're saying words here on our air today and providing concepts that we Mm -hmm. hope not to be true. Yeah, um, really hope. You're hearing it here first. Here first, people, Um, on the TV. These people would not have reached out to me, and two physicians and somebody else is involved in in air transport. Sorry, that's my uh, my daddy's blowing leaves. We've got the kids on the roof and everything else over that's here. That's right, because so. Ed, Eddie's never off, you all. He's calling in on his day off. He's not even on the air in the station, and he's calling in to bring all this to everyone's attention. Because yes, yes, thank you, Eddie. This this is wow. She I don't wants know what else to, be... to say. I can't really offer insight or commentary. All I can do is is sort of, uh, you know, play telephone from what I heard. Right. And I, I read directly from the two different texts from two different physicians and the one air transport person who's involved in this. And the mood 
the mood is extremely grim. Wow. And they don't believe that we – and remember, many of these hospitals have tapered back. They've tapered back their staff. They've tapered back their rooms. Um, these are things that we could have prepared for. Um, I will offer you the only side is this, is creating creating – and it's kind of funny, Dr. Disgrace, creating the level of scarcity in healthcare that Michelle Lujan Grisham has created here in our state and the level of scarcity for opportunity. She has actually – and you can write, see several articles on this. We shared one, I think, actually this morning on www.rockoftalk.chat, yeah. where not just the WHO, but we have shown that when you limit the ability for people to go out to various places and they need to provide for themselves, and one of Maslow's eight needs, obviously, is food and water, um, and you have... This Walmart closed down, that Walmart closed down, and various yep. other people, and they're telling you, you know, you need to understand that your governor is incredibly panicked right now. She is so incredibly panicked that she set this into motion with her four-prong, four-warning shutdown of these various stores and various places that oh, yeah, once like you got Roswell. that fourth warning, you have those, yeah, Albertsons and Roswell, you have that two-week shutdown on there. And you compound that as to what's essential and non-essential. Mm. This is this is the highest level of alert, uh, and going into probably the largest grocery bill week that anybody has uh, for the entire season. I'm not sure if you guys know about that. This is yep. the highest. Oh grocery yeah, bill. I mean Thanksgiving, several... Thanksgiving coming up. I mean people are out buying groceries for that, and yeah, it's a big grocery week. I've she's got, shutting down. I've stores. got text messages right now, uh, photos from. Sam's Club, I've got photos, and this was uh, Allie. She says this is one of the most egregious evil mm -hmm. perpetrators in our state. This is outside of Sam's Club. Our governor is an evil witch. Uh, I've got numerous photos of, of empty shelves and empty produce. How, produce is like the last thing that people actually buy. Yeah. And you have one thing after another, mm -hmm. every single uh, uh, piece of produce is, is left open. So if these people didn't prepare... You know, we've been, yep. we've been ahead saying, of this for the last prepare. month. Yeah, you've, you've said for, since October, prepare. Prepare for at least a month. In, these people are in really, <clears throat> really bad shape. And so this exacerbation and this increase in the spread of the virus is in direct relation into her new edicts and limitations and restrictions that she's put on everything. Well, like what we were talking about right before you called, Eddie, is like the things that she has been doing has actually been worsening the health of people in New Mexico. <laughs> So people are actually becoming sicker because of what she's doing. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to relay that to you. I apologize for interrupting your show. Not at uh, all. I, Not I, at I, all. I, I, I'm, I'm just jumping in. I hope hopefully at a, at a right place. And, uh, you know, you guys uh, do a good job until 5 o'clock. It's a really, really great pleasure. I got a lot of feedback. Uh, from people who are responding to your show, okay? Cool. Thanks, Eddie. It's Thank great to have you, you so calling much. us. Yes. <laughs> Ironic, again. <laughs> the irony. Oh, my All gosh. Right. Okay, so so people, for everyone listening up, we'll open up the phone, phone lines here in a bit, 505-266-1600. Tell us what you think about what you just heard. Um, both the grocery stores, multiple grocery stores being closed across the city, 
across the state. No, I don't think it's an accident that it's happening over Thanksgiving. And then the possibility that she's going to be asking the legislature to give her the power to prioritize your health care in New Mexico. She wants the power of who lives and who dies. My God, this woman wants to be God. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that there's going to be any ask. Um, I think it's already established. I mean, oh, I think everyone so needs I think to call already, their legislators. I think it's already determined. I think that the the entire government of New Mexico has pretty much just decided mm. to sit on their hands and let this crazy governor mm. do anything she wants. But you know what? Here's the thing: every single person in New Mexico needs to make their voice heard on this. Now is the time, like never before. Call your legislators, call your representatives, call your senators, tell them, don't you dare give her more power. Don't you dare. We don't want her to have more power. We don't even consent that she has the power that she's wielding right now. I don't acknowledge it, and I want to say this again. I said this a few weeks ago. You know how we've been back in the blue, and we've been putting up signs in our yards, and we've been having... We've been having car rallies, and we've been backing the blue. Time for you guys to back us. Okay, when she comes out with these unconstitutional demands, you need to do your job, uphold the Constitution, and refuse to comply. Okay? We're counting on you. You're our elected sheriffs, and we're counting on you to protect Mm. us from exactly Mm. this sort of thing. Go to your Internet, type in, find my NM legislators and it will take you to nmlegis.gov slash members slash find my legislature i will put this link in the show notes find your legislators number call them call them every day and then email them and then email them the next day and then email them the next day it's actually a method called drip drip method. absolutely and if you have a chance to attend one of these rallies that are popping up do go, so. Go. So be, do, be a part of it. Who do we have on the line in ne- the Kiva? Next Join caller. the free speak. Hello. Hi. Hello. What is your name? Reagan. Oh, this is Reagan from Arizona. How are you doing, How are you doing, Reagan? Hey. <clears throat> Thank you for calling in, sweetheart. We hear we hear we got a fan in you. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Reagan from Arizona. Reagan, I like the name. The name is really good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, so Reagan, do you like President Trump? Yes. You you do? I think President Trump is the best president this country has ever had. (laughs) Yeah. You think so? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you think he's going to pull out a win? Do you think he's going to beat the cheaters? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that must be what's going to happen then. That's right. Yeah, in the I, mouths I, of babes. I trust what Reagan says. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about cheaters, Reagan? Hmm. What do you think about cheaters? Do you think it's good when people cheat? Oh. I don't think it's good when people cheat. That's right. No, it's really dishonest and it's uh, it's wrong. Right. Thank you, thank you, Reagan, so much. We mm-hmm. are so happy that you are a fan of ours, and we re- we pray for your state as well. 
just like we pray for New Mexico. Hey, and, Ra- Reagan, did you hear our schoolhouse rock thing we played a little while ago? Yeah. Did you like that? Yes. That's something I, I listened to when I was a kid. It's uh, Those are really great. There's a whole series of those. You can look them up online. You can look them up and listen to them. They're really yes. great. They're more educational than the public school system. Absolutely, they are. <laughs> well, thank you, Reagan. Call us again sometime if you want to, okay? Okay. All right, okay. Reagan, your parents must be really proud of you right now. Yes, we thank you her. so much, sweetheart. <laughs> thank you. You all are doing a great job with her. Thank you for listening to Liberty Ladies Unite. You know, that means that you're a Liberty Lady, too, now, Reagan. Yes, you are. You're an honorary Liberty Lady, so thank you for calling and uniting with us. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. You, too. All right, bye, Reagan. Oh, I needed that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, who else? Next, next caller in the queue. You're on the Kiva. Yeah, so I deliver uh, groceries. It's my second job while this is going on. And you may or may not know this, but even places like Costco are limited to 75 people, which is yep. about 1.75% of their capacity. Holy so moly. I'm That's just insane. Today. So people are there waiting are in a line outside all next to each other to get in when they could about, just be inside and probably be separated by more, more, more space. More room, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's about 300 of them out there. And I walked out and I said, I said, everyone, remember this when you vote for your governor next time. And people just look at me like their will's broken to even speak outside of one or two I people. People say, are walking around like zombies. The this. muzzle, the muzzle yeah. muzzles you psychologically, not just physically. It's behavioral modification. It it's a is. psychological yeah. term. It is a form of behavior modification. So as soon as you put it on, you're willing to comply further. And you've given up your personal identity. You're wearing a mask. You look like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! No, 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 you're you're right. You're right. Absolutely. You know, we're not asking for the the name of the company that you work for, but do you know? Are there any companies out there that can take payment online for EBT or WIC? I mean, because that seems to be a major problem here for for folks who are on state assistance. Yeah, who are on state assistance I, can't stand in line. I have no clue. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good question, but I don't know. I'm I'm only really honestly I'm only focusing on. Costco and Sam's because they don't make you wait in the line. All the other ones, there's hundreds of orders in there for Smith, and no one's taking it because who wants to stand in line for three hours to make 20 bucks? Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's, that's mm-hmm. not, that, that doesn't really come out to a very good hourly wage. Well, that's not even right. minimum wage. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. said 75 people is only one point what percent of? Uh... It's about one point. The, the total the total capacity for say Costco Westside is 4,321 people. So they were already running at 341 max. Even when it was 25 percent, they were only right. running at about eight and a half nine percent. Her new edict said. Uh, 25% or, or, or 75, 75, whichever is less. Right, yeah, which really so, means 75 minimum. Exactly. So that's about 1.75% of their total capacity. And you know that she's doing this down. on purpose because it is coming up on Thanksgiving Day. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Specifically. And, and and we know there are people out there watching and targeting um the grocery stores just waiting to call them in and blow the whistle on them to shut them down. Shame on you. During Thanksgiving week. 
Our freedoms aren't just under attack. Our religion is under attack. Your freedom of religion is under attack. Your freedoms, your families are under attack. What is she trying to do? Starve us into submission? Oh, wait, I think that was number five on my emotional abuse examples of threatening physical harm. Yep. When you are threatening to take away people's food source, that's threatening physical harm. She's causing mass panic. Yeah. Well, that's the goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, we got another caller here Thanks in the for the call. Thank you, caller. Next caller, who do we have? All right, caller, you're in the Kiva. Is that me? That yes, is you. that's you. What's your name? Oh, my name is Jan. Thanks a million for all you're doing today. Thank you. Oh, Did you call yeah. us last week, too? That name sounds familiar. It's kind of unusual. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Okay, I'm getting to where I'm rem- remembering our regulars now. <laughs> What's up today, with, Jan? I'm, I'm I'm the guy with the cat. Yes. What ah. what kind of cat do you have, Jan? Two black, all male, uh-huh. and cats. I have a couple of uh, kind of mixed breed Maine Coons at home mm. that are just so cute. <clears throat> they are. Well, these two cats are great mousers. That's the oh, reason good. I got them. Oh, mine are too. First of all, I want to I want to congratulate you. Liberty ladies on the show. It takes a lot of courage to do what you're doing. Thank you, Jan. We do appreciate that. And um yeah, thank you for acknowledging that in this fight there's there is a sacrifice to be made by everyone. Whether it's what would you please consider providing a list of websites much like the Gateway Pundit, Just News, mm-hmm. Real Clear Politics, to name three, that you consider as reliable and forthcoming with truth. I'm going to get off and listen to what you got to say. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Jan. Well, that that's funny that you should ask for that because um, Rebecca actually had it pre-planned in our show notes. So. I've been compiling the list. Yeah, so take it away. Well, of course, you've got this station. You've got our new Rock of Talk uh, dot chat, chat yes. Rock which Talk is a really chat. great resource. I would highly suggest uh, OANN. Um, One American News Network. One American News Network, Right Side Broadcasting, and they were covering all of the Trump rallies. Well, now they're out there covering everything else. Yeah, all the press can, conferences by the president, the vice president, yes, Sidney Powell. I saw they actually let them into a press conference the other day, yep. and and they were answering questions. like, good. It's like I've been saying that forever. you got the Blaze. you got the Epic Times. you got, of course, people like Mark Levin, Dan Bongino, Rush Limbaugh. Breitbart News is really good. Newsmax. And, is, and one thing on Epic Times, and it's spelled Epoch, E-P-O-C-H, um, right now, normally they have a paywall, but right now, most of their general election articles are free right now because um, of the nature of, you know, the election being drawn out. But they're also giving out a special deal of four months, I think, for a dollar, something like that. And then it goes up to its regular. Um, but, yeah, you know, instead of giving your money to cable news network, cancel your cable, people, just Cancel your cable. So much money. Yeah, I mean, you you probably spend like what at least fifty five. I got rid of month cable months cable. ago. It saved me a lot of money. Yeah. Instead, you could go to rockoftalk.chat, dot chat, 
pay 55 for the entire year mm-hmm. and get access to reruns of these shows, full annotated notes. You can go back and see, you know, what we talked about, look at links that we linked to, as well as articles by uh, Eddie Aragon, Dowd Muska, um, I think even Dr. Summers, potentially. So you can actually get more news and even local news. Oh, yeah, Pinion Post was the one for local news. Um, and, and, yes, Jaybird reminded me, rumble.com. Mm-hmm. They're the new YouTube. No, they're better than YouTube. Well, they're better than YouTube because there's, you know, there's cool viral videos. If you want to watch cat videos, they got them. Mm-hmm. But there's podcasts and there's news. And we're talking news that you're not going to find on YouTube. You're not going to find it on Facebook. Dinesh D'Souza is on Rumble. Um, It's funny because he's got, I think, almost a half a million viewers in just a couple of weeks. I've been listening. I've been watching some videos that Jay Seculo uh, Seculo puts out for American Center for Law and Justice, I think. Um, They come out with some great information. Also, Steve Bannon's War Room Pandemic. They, he's doing, he's basically got a station that's doing almost 24-hour news, and you can find them on Rumble. Just, just put in Steve Bannon, War Room Pandemic, and um, yeah, he's got some great things. I, I've heard some great things just this morning listening to him. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and by the way, they also cross-post on Parlor. Yeah, and you it, got Devin Nunes, and you've also got the Hodge Twins, too. So yes, if you need a little the Hodge bit of, Twins. Uh, a little bit of a wake-up call. A little They're bit on of, Rumble now. A little bit of funny little comedy there, but it's all it's all truthful. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love the Hodge Twins. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> tell, tell you what, Jay Bird, if we weren't married. Okay, no, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> you just put that out there. Yeah. Too late now. It's but out we there. are married, so no, I, I would never take the Hodge Twins over you. <laughs> Um, Besides, yeah. they can't do what you do for me, like produce this show, because, yeah. So, yeah, you, you've you got options out there, people. And at this point in the show, uh, in the annotated notes, I will definitely go ahead and put links to all of those things yeah. as well and so that you can go to the sources, too. Natalie and I always say, go out, get the truth. Don't go to the mainstream media where they're spoon-feeding you what they want you to think. Right. What they're what they're trying to do is they're trying to spoon feed you what they want you to believe, not necessarily what is the news. So these sources that we just mentioned, and there's a lot more, and we'll keep adding to that list. And I think if we ever get our website up and running, we'll right. post all that information on there so that you kind of have a directory of places that you that you know you can go to right for but, good information but in the meantime you know rock of talk dot chat all right who else do we have in the kiva all right caller you're in the kiva what's your name hello caller you are in the kiva can you hear me okay try calling back okay oh, oh there you are go. okay hello right. caller you're in the kiva what's your name is this me? This is Charles. Hey, hey Charles. Charles. Okay. Uh, I, I want to refer back probably a couple of hours. Uh, uh, somebody made a statement about uh, Sydney, um, Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Powell. About the Flynn thing, her not wrapping that up. 
That's not her fault. That's nope. that crooked judge. Right. That That's judge is correct. just holding it up and refusing to basically uh, close the case. Yeah, I've made yes. this point to someone else before. I don't know if it was on the air in our oh. um, uh, maybe okay. our Monday mm-hmm. night thing. But, no, you're absolutely right, Charles. Thank you for bringing that well, up because I, I meant uh, to address uh, that. And uh, the, I found uh, a news source on on YouTube. I, I watch a lot of news things on YouTube um, that uh, Sidney Powell made a statement about tying Ocasio-Cortez and, and – uh, the old guy, can't think of Bernie. Oh yeah, Bernie in, Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Into this whole, into this Crazy whole mess. Bernie. <gasps> oh, um, so Sidney Powell. Uh, I'll have to find. She I, and an, another news network that's I hadn't heard of until just recently, NTD. That's on. Uh, I I watch their stuff on uh, YouTube, and it's it's very good. They were covering a. Uh, the protests in several cities, uh, Pittsburgh and several places back east today. NTD. Um, yeah, they they do a good job. And they they pretty well have covered all the marches and protests here lately. There we go. New uh, Tang Dynasty Television, founded by Falun Gong practitioners, based in New York City. Oh, wow. It was founded in 2001 as a Chinese language broadcaster, but has since expanded its language offerings. You know what that means. Um, that it, If it was started by Falun Gong practitioners, these are some of the people who are on, are on the receiving end of some of the worst persecution in China. Is that, China, the, is that the people that they're basically dissecting them and uh, uh-huh. parting them out like they're... In, yeah, that China's been yeah, accused of okay. putting them in prison camps... Um, Forced sterilization, along with the Uyghurs, and we suspect Christians. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, yeah, so wow, so I, NTD I I, News. I, I don't get anything related to it being from China. It's uh, it's an American. It is. Network. You're right. Yeah. It, it is American based, but it was started in New York City by Falun Gong practitioners and correspondents okay. in over 70 cities worldwide. Well, so I would, I would. I would guess, straightforward. Yeah, I would guess that one of the reasons they started this is because many of their Falun Gong practitioners, brothers and sisters in China, are under severe persecution. And, of course, they would know and recognize that the news media is ignoring all of that in favor of China. So what, um, I will have to was, check that what, out. What was supposedly uh, Grisham's reason for going to Spain? Oh, that was to, I believe, oversee or take part in talks about selling P&M to a well, Spanish company. I, I remember initially they were talking about a server in Germany and a server in Spain. Yep. Right. That too. Mm-hmm. That too. Oh, yep. I wonder if those the, are the connected. The law that she had to go over there. Wow. Yeah. Hmm, uh, yeah one that. other thing, you, you brought up this, uh, the deal about them not showing up, uh, Dominion not showing up for the meeting. Right. They uh-huh. also, all, almost all of their employees have removed themselves from LinkedIn so that they can't be located. Mm. Wow. Almost all it of just Dominion's keeps getting better, don't employees it? removed from LinkedIn. 
in. Wow. They've gone into hiding. Huh. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. This just keeps getting better. Yeah. Gee. Well, you know, they're just an innocent company. They got nothing to hide. Yeah. All right. That's why they didn't show up. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a few things that occurred to me. And well, thank you. School Rock, School Rock, I'm so old that it was my kids that watched School Rock. <laughs> hey, that's some great tunes. You know, the thing and about the, the, thing of, the thing about that's those what? is that when you listen to something like a lesson like that that's in the form of a musical type thing, it gets into the right side of your brain rather than just the left side of your brain. And oh, yeah. it, it actually helps learning. And it and it's something you remember. That's why advertisers, when they come out with jingles for their products, mm-hmm. they're like in a they're like in a musical tune because it sticks with you. You remember these things. It's like like don't we all know what the ingredients of a Big Mac is? I'm sure we right. do. <laughs> well, 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 thank well, you. Do thank you well, really? I taught, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I taught, I taught band. I taught band forty for forty three years. So you don't have to oh, tell wow. me on the benefits of music. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Music well, is great. Thank you, Charles. Thanks to you. Okay. I, I just tried typed into my little DuckDuckGo search engine because you know, I don't Google. Thanks. No. Thanks so much, Google. No, thanks. But I typed in Dominion, Dominion employees delete their LinkedIn, and I came up with a new site that I'm going to follow called CentipedeNation.com. Dominion employees delete their LinkedIn profiles en masse, but not before 4chan archived them. <gasps> oh my <laughs> gosh! I love 4chan and 8chan, and yeah, yes, yes, to, to to all my um, uh, they they call themselves very lovingly, and these are their words, not mine. They call themselves like activated autists or something like that, or warring autists, and yeah, it's like nice. yes, I, I love like you it. guys, I love you guys yeah. so much. Yeah, but yeah. Dominion employees can delete their profiles all they want, but the government still has it. Nothing on the Internet ever really goes away. No, it's always somewhere. You just got to know where to find it. Yes. So, yes, that they're... That kind they of like Hillary's have... emails. They they were never really totally deleted. Yeah, they, they were always somewhere. Oh, I love it. I love it. They've got screenshots. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The, the, the geek in me is like data, 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 data. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, that that's definitely going in in one of my saved folders. So heh, there you go. And I'll and I'll again I'll link it to the show notes. Go to rockoftalk.chat, and this will be in our annotated show mo- show notes. You can see it yourself. Once again, anybody wants to call us, you can call us at five zero five two six six sixteen hundred, and you can come in and be part of the show, part of the free speak. And Absolutely. hey, if, any, if anyone wants to say anything about uh, you know the signs of emotional abuse that our governor has exhibited with us. And now, according to Eddie Aragon, she, she's going for the whole kahuna. She wants the right to say who lives or dies um, and possibly inflicts and apparently physical who, harm. Who gets to eat as well. With, or, it, well, inflict physical harm via withholding medical treatment. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, withholding groceries from yeah. you and your family. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wake up, Abuser, people. Yeah, we we are in an emotionally abusive relationship with our governor. Gosh, I, I feel like we should call the safe house. Like like we should we should call the the safe line. I don't feel safe. 
Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be hilarious? Oh, Not really yeah. hilarious, but tragic. Yes, yeah. it's a tragic situation that we are in right now. And here's what's really tragic about it is I firmly believe and I've said this since the beginning that our governess is using our state, using our lives to audition for the biggest job of her life. Oh, Don't yeah. you know she wants to be uh was it secretary of health? Health and Health, HHS, HHS yeah. secretary. Can you imagine that if she was the HHS secretary for the United States government? She could do this to the whole country. Okay, that should scare the hell out of you. The living grad do up the wazoo. Good Lord. Yeah, I mean, and she, you know, if she's in that spot, she's going to be coming for you old people, that's for sure. Yeah, across state yeah. borders. All right. It'll, it'll be like Logan's Run. Anybody see that movie? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, yeah. John showed it to yeah. me. Yeah. All right. We, who do we have in the Kiva? we got another caller. Caller, you are yeah, in the Kiva. Caller from Teharis. Teharis. Hello, All what's right. your name? Yeah, uh, two subjects. Okay, what's your, name? what's your name? Jay. Jay. Thanks for calling, Jay. Uh, the first subject, you were talking before about the special section. Uh, the legislature. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh, I would like to encourage you to uh, encourage everybody not only to call, text, and email the legislators, but Good also point. while doing so, encourage everybody to have their legislators considering impeachment. Yes. Let's get Michelle Lujan gruesome out of there. We've been we've been encouraging that for months. Impeachmlg.com. Yes. And encourage it. Absolutely. We're going to mention it every single yeah. week. Tell your legislatures that legislators that you have been to impeachmlg.com. You have signed an actual petition. And by the way, let me remind everybody, this is not a bogus petition. Eddie paid good money to a lawyer to draft up this petition. It is a great legal document. There is an actual path to recall our governor, and this petition is the beginning of it. Tell your legislators, I have signed an actual petition to recall our governor. Don't you dare give her more power. Get her out of there. You're really on a roll this week. Oh, I am beyond ticked off are, right now. You are now. really steamed today. Yeah, <laughs> Rebecca's having a little too much fun watching me fly off the handle today. You still there? Yes, oh, yeah. still, still here, Jay. What, what else you got for okay. us? Well, as far as the impeachment goes, I just want to also emphasize, before I give you the second subject, that with the uh, impeachment, it has to be done when the legislature is in session. That's this would right. be the perfect opportunity. <clears throat> That's I think right. so, too. So, it, so it's important to do it right now. Yes. Yes, we need, we, we need it. I think we need about 130,000 more signatures. I encourage any member of the legislature, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, if you have a soul, you need to do something to save this state. It is your moral responsibility. And it's a bipartisan issue at this point. Do you yes. think she cares if you're Democrat yep. or Republican? Okay, no, wait. Uh, actually, she might she, does, she might sentence more Republicans to, to death. She might. Does not have to be, does not have to be just a Republican or no. Democrat. No, it shouldn't be. Those who are not Republican or Democrat can do it, too. We got a lot of lame duck Democrats in the House and the Senate, thanks yep. to MLG Maybe they'll and her draw socialist a conscience. party. 
Maybe they'll grow a conscience and decide to do something. I certainly hope so. Yeah, on, the, on the second subject, you were talking about and mentioned uh, Hillary's emails that had been deleted. Uh-huh. They're yeah. out there. They're out there. No matter how much you delete them, oh, yeah. nothing goes away. It's no, it doesn't. If the FBI wanted to find them, they would have found them. I kind By of... not finding them, that means they did not want to find them. Yeah, the, the FBI might say they didn't find them, but, you know, I, I, I kind of figured that um, someone has them. Snowden, They're Assange... There. Somebody. When you send an email, it goes out over all kinds of servers all over the place. Well, wasn't it's it Julian? somewhere. It was WikiLeaks. Yeah, Julian yeah, WikiLeaks. Assange actually did yeah. do a whole data dump of Hillary Clinton's And they have emails. tried to destroy that guy for years. Years and But years. everything he comes up with is true. Yeah, you can actually go to yeah. WikiLeaks and see a bunch of Hillary Clinton's emails. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. is one thing I like to tell people when they talk about misinformation. I tell them misinformation is oftentimes, is usually, actually the truth that just does not fit the agenda of the person calling it misinformation. That's right. That's right. Well, that's what the mainstream media does all the time. They say things are misinformation or they're not true or it's a conspiracy theory. That's one of their favorite ones. And then, of course, if it gets out on social media, it's like fact-checked and they say that it's Mostly no, not true or it's been fact-checked by us. What? And then it goes to these ridiculous places like Snopes or something like that, which everything they say is pretty much Politifact. BS. fact. Yeah. Full itico. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Full itico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah anyway, thanks for listening to me. Thank, thank you for calling. Thank you so much, Jay. Appreciate your call. All right. Do you have any callers in the Kiva right now? All right. Well, so, oh, my gosh. So much, so much. Yes, we are in a dystopian future, but it's not the future, it's the present. It is a dystopian present. And you all who are listening out there, you know, we don't want to discourage you. We still have a lot we can do. We still live in the best country in the United States. But let me tell you about what's going on in some other countries. Um, Just this week, a German... I think he's a doctor or a professor who has been leading anti-lockdown protests in Germany. Good for him. He was arrested on a while he was on a YouTube live stream, I think, with some students. He was arrested by the police. They, they came in. They arrested him. You can see this on YouTube. I think it's even on Rumble. Um, in Australia, a pregnant woman was arrested in her home in front of her children by the police who told her she was being arrested because on Facebook she was promoting an anti-lockdown event. I've seen videos from Australia where they've been they've been dragging old people, literally dragging old people out from their in, homes, dragging them out of their homes because they suspect they have the Rona. Yeah. Okay. But in, this could in be other happening in this country under a Biden administration. People are being put in internment camps and being forcibly put in isolation in China uh, for a while. There, I'm not sure if they're still doing this. God, I hope not. They were boarding up people's doors and nailing them shut. Well, we have the FEMA and, camps and trapping in, in them this in country. their homes. We have the FEMA camps in this country on hot standby. Uh, there's also the wrong people getting charged. Those could be getting used. There's also camps in Canada. Yeah. So, so here's here's the thing, people. It is worse the world over. Maybe that's not here, 
yet. But you can be gosh darn certain that if things continue the way they have been and we don't push back and stand up for our rights and claim our rights, not ask permission, not say, oh, Mother Lujan, may I? No, 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 no. It, it's, it's no. screw you. This is the United States of America. I was born with unalienable rights. How dare you tell me I can't have family oh, over Oh, Natalie, you must think you're special. I am special. That's what I get all the time from people. It's like, oh, you must think you're special. Well, you're... You're darn right I you're am. You're darn right I'm special. And yes, and you what? should so think you're you. special, too. Yeah. All of you have the same inalienable rights, sometimes said unalienable rights. Everybody has the right to choose for themselves, to regard their own well-being, to safeguard their own personal interests. Life, liberty. It is not selfish. And the pursuit of happiness. Yes. If everybody did their utmost to safeguard their own well-being, then you know what? This Wuhan virus wouldn't really be much of an issue. We no. do it all the time during flu season. We do. As parents, we handle it all the time with our children when they contract RSV, which really is scary for children. I have had children who've had RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. Go look it up. And you're going to tell me that we can't look after our own, after our elderly, after our children, and try to safeguard their lives. That, no, the government has got to do it. Well, if you let the government do it, well, guess what's next? If you heard Eddie Aragon earlier, the governess wants the power to determine who does or doesn't get medical life-saving interventions. Look at what what we're already doing to the elderly. Elderly in the nursing homes, in the hospitals, they won't let their loved ones visit them. They're right. isolating them. I know from my, myself and my experience last week when I went to the hospital for that fall that I had mm-hmm. and I broke my head open, um, I felt like I was alone. Now, yeah. yes, there was a nice nurse in there that took care of me a little bit, but for the most part, I was isolated. I can't imagine that if I would have been put into that situation long-term and isolated from everyone I love and care about, I can't imagine that situation. That is what they're doing to the elderly, and they have been doing it to the elderly for months now. That's right. and, and it, it is immoral. It's wrong. It's elder abuse. Making our children wear masks yeah. is child abuse. Making our children stay isolated from their friends to the point that the suicide rate among teens and even children has skyrocketed in our state. Oh, and then finally, I think it was last week that they, uh, the governess during one of her rants finally put out the suicide hotline. It's finally. Only been, it's only been, what, eight months? Well, because the numbers are getting so big, it's hard for her to ignore anymore. And, and people have been asking questions. Finally, journalists asking questions, the right questions. Mm-hmm. Huh, who'd have thunk of that? Well, and people are becoming mentally unhinged. I mean, just like that experience I told you at the FedEx area, the guy was terrified of me when I walked yep. in. He believes this, that he has to be afraid of everyone. And he thinks the magic mask makes all the difference. The magic mask doesn't make any difference. I have an article here that I found 
where they did a research study about Ooh, the mass. Is this the Danish study? Uh, the big uh, 3,000 person yes. Danish Six, study? Oh, 6,024 <gasps> adult participants. Oh! Okay. They determined that the difference in those wearing a mask and those not wearing a mask is like the difference between 2.1% and 1.8%. Okay, that's within which the margin of error, which nothing. is nothing. Yeah. Okay, the mask serves no real purpose. And if it did, they would have been trying to push a mask on you for the common flu every year, which kills yeah. thousands, and tens by the of way, thousands of people. By the way, the self-purported purpose for this Danish study yeah. is they were actually trying to prove that masks protect both the wearer and other people around the wearer. And their findings ended up being that we can't actually prove that. They had a control group of around 3,000 that wore masks, and they have a, had a control group, I think it was around 3,000, that didn't wear masks, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so th this is a huge study. And by the way, it wasn't recent. This study was completed months ago. Does it say in there when it was completed? Because, um, yeah, the, this, this is another uh, sign of the huge propaganda suppression scheme in this country by the mainstream media. Because this Danish study has been out for a while. But that's the spring of 2020. That's right. Yeah. But three medic prominent medical journals refused to publish it. Even though it was a huge control study, it had been peer-reviewed, and three prominent medical journals refused to publish it, and mainstream media didn't ask why. Mainstream media refused to cover it. Only now are we finally getting a look at it. So, yeah, I, I, will, I will definitely link that one in the show notes as well, because... Um, yeah, you, you, all, you all need to, to know this. Dan Mask 19. Well, that, here's, that, here's that's the name else. of it. Here's something else, too, to, to think about to throw in the mix here. Um, I'm looking here at, at freeop.org, and the information they have here was updated on August 31st. This is, this is pretty much at the beginning of their, their homepage here. 42% of U.S. COVID-19 deaths occur in nursing homes and assisted living facilities. So what does that mean? Well, if if we go back to the discussion of the special session that's coming up in, in this next week here, decisions are going to be made, apparently, um, as to who lives and who dies. And that's going to be done by who gets treatment and who gets ignored. So think about that number again for just a minute here. 42% of U.S. COVID deaths occur in nursing homes and assisted living facilities. Wow. Who are the people that are in those nursing homes and assisted living facilities? These are people that if you allow Michelle Lujan Grisham and any doctors that she gets on board with this, if you allow them to make those make the decisions as to who gets care and who doesn't, once they have COVID, think about that for just a minute. They'll how be many, left to die. How many people, how many of our grandparents, our parents, our brothers, our sisters, 
our friends. How many people do we know in nursing homes and assisted living facilities are going to die? Kind of sounds like uh, part of the strategy to thin out the herd, don't it? Kind of sounds like something right out of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The big reset. It's like a horror movie, only it's not a movie, folks. Yeah, it's It's reality. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, years ago when George H.W. Bush was president, and I remember hearing this for the very first time, and it kind of creeped me out when I heard it, when him mentioned the New World Order and I had never heard that before. And when I heard that, it's like instantly it's like, what? Well, that plan has been put into place now for years, and we're seeing it, what it's trying to come to mm-hmm. fruition. Oh, yeah. And it appears that based on everything else I see going on around the world, that the United States of America is the last We're the last hope. bastion. We are the against last. Against global tyranny yeah so when you people are out there running around in fear out riding your bicycles driving in your cars wearing the stupid mask because you're afraid and you've been told that you have to you need to wake up you need to stop complying resistance is not futile that's right you need to say no you need to resist You know, there was this whole movement the left was doing, which I had no idea what it meant when they were telling everybody they need to resist. And it's like, resist what? You know, this is what you should be really resisting is what's going on right now. Everything that you care about, your very way of life is in danger unless you resist and you say no. This governor could be brought under control simply by everybody ignoring her and refusing to comply. It's as simple as that. She can't arrest all of us. Nope. And you know what? It's e- it's easy to look back and say, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Okay, so maybe less of us should have complied with the mask wearing in the past. And we can't, we can't change that. But what we can do is change our behavior going forward. All hands on deck. Meaning, whatever you can do to fight back against this, do it. If you're in a job, and yes, I know people who are in the medical fields right now, and they have to wear the darn masks all the time at work. And I know of some who are like, yeah, anytime I'm alone, I just pull that sucker off and gasp in some fresh air. Cool. Do do what you have to do. Keep yourself healthy. Keep yourself healthy. Oh, by the way, um, flu shots, yeah, might want to reconsider that. I've heard people are actually... Catching the Rona from uh, getting the flu shot. Potentially. I've allegedly. never had a flu shot. Yeah, we, we we know several people. We've heard people call in on this show who've said, yeah, I got the tested for the Rona two, three days after getting the flu shot, and now I have the Rona. Hmm. It's almost like they're trying to infect you. Yeah, so I would at least be highly suspect of that. Um, but, yeah, call your legislators. Call them. <laughs> Go to impeachmlg.com, print, sign, mail, rinse, and repeat with your family, your friends, your neighbors. Let's get those 130,000 signatures in. If you're on social media and you see something good come out, 
that somebody you see these frontline doctors coming out with something mm-hmm. or anybody else coming out with information oh. that will get snuffed out by the mainstream news and by social media. Forward, forward, forward. Keep yes. it alive. Yes. Keep Send it on it there. Forward it to everyone you knew. Forward it to us. We'll talk about it here. Yes. Forward it to us. Um, we we keep track of everything. We try. We try. It's pretty <laughs> so overwhelming. So that, I mean, even today, there were a few articles I wanted to share, and I'm going through going, where did I put them? What folder did I put It's like in? Natalie and I, huh. when we're not here talking on Saturday, we are researching, researching, researching. I think we're research junkies. I think so. It's, yeah. It, it, I just, I can't help myself. It really is to. like breathing and drinking, trying to drink through a fire hose. There's yeah. so much out it there. Is. Sometimes we've got to pare it down. You have down. to pick out the juiciest stuff and... right. Hope right. the rest of you, when you call in, help fill in the blanks. That we count on you too. So once again, five zero five two six six sixteen hundred. If you want to join the conversation, join in the free speak. And oh yes, if anyone was at the rally at the Roundhouse or still there, I don't know if it's still going on. I don't know if you can tell, Rebecca. I haven't seen any um, But if anyone wants lately. to give us an update of what it was like at the Roundhouse, we would love to put you on air and give the update, you know, before the mainstream media can uh, lie about it. So it looks like we got some callers in the Kiva Wonderful. right now. Okay, first caller, you're uh, on with Rebecca and, and Natalie in the Kiva. What's your name? Melvin. Liberty ladies, I was good to hear you guys. Uh, I just wanted to call, uh, you know, on Eddie's show. I've been advocating for some time that we ignore uh, MLG. Amen to that. that. We can impeach MLG. So I was glad to hear you guys say that today. Thank you. Something unconscionable uh, that uh, was discussed uh, when uh, Ms. Bedoni was uh, interviewing and talking to Eddie. Uh, She was talking about things happening with the reservation. And um, one of the reasons that it or, or was so deadly for them is they were afraid to go to the doctors because then they'd get uh, according to away from their families. They didn't see their families again. And the only thing they got back was ashes, which is, is partly a problem because they can't do the uh, the last rites on those bodies. That they, that well, yeah, once, once, once they get you into the hospital, you're like a prisoner and nobody's allowed to see you, and you're right. And then maybe the next thing you see is just a, a jar full of ashes, and that's it. Exactly. They don't even let you have a funeral for your dead ones anymore. So what's going on is just, I, I, I can't even, I can't imagine how anybody's going along with this. Yeah, and, and that's actually against the Native Americans' religious freedoms as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Melvin, for pointing that out. If anyone's listened to us for, for long, you know that I like I get on my high horse about um, systemic racism because, yeah, I absolutely believe that systemic racism exists in our country. But BLM, you got it all wrong. Yeah. It is the Native Americans that we have systemically put down and denied economic, health, social freedoms in this country. Any any of the Native Americans who want economic freedom and want to be part of our great land of opportunity, they have to walk away from their land because they don't actually own it. And those that do want to, you know, still have the land held in trust for them by the government, they get trapped on their land 
We have driven by reservations here multiple times in this state. Those people are prisoners. They have concrete barriers up in front of the roads going in and out of their reservation. They are locked in there. They are literally prisoners. It is obscene. It is. It is just unbelievable. It we is. were going camping this summer, and we saw that. Yeah, the Jemez Pueblo. Jemez Pueblo. And they had big concrete barriers blocking the roads. They, these people are trapped on their own land. I don't think the governor cares how many of them die. In fact, she probably likes it because it pads her numbers. Yeah. So, hey, there we go. We got any other callers in the Kiva? Yeah. Caller, what is your name? You're on with Rebecca and Natalie. Yeah, James, just real quick. Hi, James. Uh, I would suggest that uh, if you have a loved one in a in a nursing home, get them out like yesterday. That's what I would do. Yes. So get yes. them out. If you love them that much and you want to stare at them through a window and watch them die, well, that's your problem. So you have every right to pull them out of there and yank them out of there. It's on so. you if you leave them in there. That's right. That's right. Man, that's I, thank, thank you, you, James. I wish I could get my abuelita out. She Unfortunately, she's in Illinois. Um, and we did try to visit her this summer, yeah. and we had to talk to her through a window. She was so sad. She she loved seeing her great-grandbabies, and she was so sad that she couldn't hold them. She was begging the nurse, can I, can I please hold my grandbabies? I want to hold the babies. It was so sad, and she couldn't understand why. And here's the kicker. She'd already had COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not supposed to say that. She'd already yeah, had the China the virus. Word. It's no. a dirty word. Sorry. No. No. Uh, China virus. She'd already had yeah. it. Yeah. She'd had it over a month before we visited. She got cleared of it. She recovered just fine, apparently, so, within so a week. So the question you have to ask yourself, what is worse, living under this kind of communistic tyranny or possibly, which you're probably going to get it anyway, catching the Rona and having a 99-point-whatever percent it's chance of recovering. It's over 99.9% chance What is worse? Come on. Unless Who cares? you're over 80. And by the way, my abuelita, she was over 80. She was over it in a week. And, and she's not the healthiest person. She's yeah. got several comorbidities. Yeah. But she she recovered. And you know what? I know people who've had it recently, or at least are pretty sure that they've had it, and um, they're like, yeah, this is pretty horrible. And if anyone who knows us, don't you dare accuse us of being uh, virus deniers, pandemic deniers, no. what have you. Don't you dare. I've had it. Me too. I've had this virus. So has Rebecca. Yeah. So has all of our family members. And yeah, I know it sucks. Uh, yeah. It sucks for younger people a lot less than older people or people with comorbidities or immune compromised systems. And by the way, I have many relatives with immune issues. Yeah. Who've had it, and yeah, it may have lasted a month or more for them. The the effects, but it is not worth trading our freedoms, and that is why we call this a scamdemic. Yep. Because they have been using, and they planned on this. They planned on this oh, a yeah. long time ago. It's called the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called a whole bunch of things, but they planned on using a pandemic situation as an excuse. To grab power, you can to look change our socioeconomic systems. Yeah, there's you proof can that goes back up. years that this has been in the works, and many, many people have been talking about this for years. This is what's coming. Well, it's here. It's here now, and it's underway. Yeah, it's here. Miss, do you miss your freedoms yet? You miss your freedoms? Do you miss the way life used to be? Oh, because now the big reset is here. Agenda twenty-one. Yep. is here. 
Yep. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. Look it up. It's pretty easy to find information yeah, on long Agenda read. 21. Oh, you might even find, um, you know, some very prominent members of society's names attached to that. Look up the agenda with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation about reducing world population. It's a real thing. Oh, now it's actually called Agenda 2030. And they're real. They're hip deep in this crap. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did hear today that Agenda 21 is now Agenda 2030. So, yeah. Eugenics. Eugenics. Engineering of society. The Which would really, really have me take pause. Well, I'm flat out not going to get this Rona vaccine when it comes nope. out. No way. There's a lot of stuff out there that you may consider it rumors or whatever, but it's all over the place. But even if you don't believe any of that stuff, mm-hmm. okay, why would you get a vaccine for something that has over a 99% survival rate why why would you get a vaccine for that yes you know i remember back in the day when i was a little kid i got a polio vaccine now that was killing a lot of people and that was something you did not want to get so yes we got vaccines for that and it was a good idea to do it i thought yeah polio is is almost certainly you're going to have some serious problems immunizations back in the day are different from vaccines Today, go look up the difference in the word. They're often used synonymously, but they're not the same scientifically. Immunizations, not what they used to be. And there's a reason why they're called vaccines nowadays as opposed to immunizing. Uh, and, and, and lest anyone um, think, oh, well, you know, the, the, the vaccine will be okay. It's just one vaccine, you know, it's... Well, okay, you know, let's take a look at this from a different perspective. Whether you think vaccines are dangerous or not, you know, there's a lot of um, definitely some hype around that and definitely some misinformation, but there's also a grain of truth. But, you know, if you're not in that camp, I definitely understand. So let's look at it at the very least from a a human and religious perspective. Um, Anyone want to take a vaccine with aborted fetal tissue in it? Anybody? Any takers? Because um, it's already been proven. In fact, I've seen the video where a woman takes a look at the box of one of the new vaccines. And she actually had the box label. And she goes through the whole ingredient list. And, and you kind of have to look up what recombinant means and a few other terms, etc. But she goes there and proves that uh, MRC-5. I think fetal so, lung tissue is what it's from. Yes. They basically uh, kill a baby. It's a diploid and then cell they... culture line composed of fibroblasts originally developed from the lung tissue of a 14-week-old aborted male fetus from 1966. So beware the new vaccines coming out. That supposedly are going to save us from the C word, China virus. Um, Luhan. Yeah, they they've got stem cells, fetal tissue, from a 14-week-old aborted male from 1966. You know what's really even scary years. about that is supposedly the 27-year-old mother was healthy, and the baby was aborted for, as they put it, psychiatric reasons. Ah. 
I wonder if that helped her psychiatrically. A baby that hasn't even been born yet. I wonder if she knows that her son's cell tissue in his DNA is in the majority of our vaccines. If you all ever want to look it up, um, and I will warn you, going down the rabbit hole of what is in our vaccines is depressing and disturbing. But if you all want to go down the rabbit hole, you will find at least five aborted babies, cell tissue, is used in the majority of vaccines today. Go look it up. I challenge you because I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm a mother of five children, a proud mother. Sixth is on the way. And my God, I cannot imagine doing that to one of my children. But if you don't want to have that injected in your body, then, yeah, I suggest at the very least you look at the ingredients list before considering getting the China virus vaccine because, um, yeah, there's there's going to be aborted tissue, fetal, fetal tissue cells in there. And it's not only that, but it's an RNA yep. vaccine. It modifies your DNA. <clears throat> Who knows what the long-term consequences of that could be? We have no idea. We have no idea. And we won't know for years after what it could possibly do to the human race in a whole, as a whole. We don't know. Yeah. No, it, the, the RNA sequencing, even immunologists and virologists are really, really worried. They don't want to take this vaccine because they do not know what it's going to do. They suspect it's going to change our very DNA. So just putting the warning out there. Free speech, free choice, your body, your choice. You decide what you're going to do, but by God, please make sure that you are informed and that you are educated first. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to provide you with the information. Natalie and I, we do so much research constantly. Yes. It's just, it's something we like to do. And and then we come on here and we talk about it and share the information with you. And then we hope that we, we, we will encourage you to do some research on your own. And turn off the cable news, for starters, is a good place to start. Turn that off because you're not going to get anything useful from there. All they're doing now is promoting fear. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it's, it. Fear is the biggest virus in this scamdemic because if... They cannot keep you afraid, then what reason do you have to obey? What reason do you have to stay at home, stay locked down, stay out of work, wear the mask? If you're not afraid, they aren't in power. It is as simple as that. You know how many times the Bible tells us, do not be afraid? Right. Do not fear. My gosh, if, if you are from a Christian uh, persuasion out there, we are commanded, do not be afraid. As I walk through the shadow, shadow of, the valley, of, the, of the, death, fa- the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For thou art with me. Yeah. Joshua was told. Do not fear, be strong and courageous. Have I not told you, do not be afraid, be strong and courageous. 
You have not been given a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And here's something. So the Bible does say, fear not. How many times? How many? 365. As many many days as there are in a year? Seriously? As many days as there are in a year. Uh, I wonder if that's a coincidence. I don't think so. What a coincidence. For every day. Wow. Uh, put that wow. put that in your mind. Focus on that. Think about yeah. that. That's amazing. If you are in fear, you are not living. So No. And the and the only way that they can still maintain power is to have you afraid. So don't be afraid. Do something. And that is by the way, that is the best way to not be afraid. Do something. Call your legislators. Everybody can call their legislators. Find out who your legislators are. We'll have the link up on uh, rockoftalk.chat in the annotations from here. Um, but, but just type it in any search engine. Find my legislators, New Mexico. And it will take you to where you can figure it out. You put in your address. You figure out. You find your legislators. Call them. Tell them, impeach this governor, recall this governor. Do not give her any more power. For God's sake, don't give her the power of life and death. Because that's what she wants right now. I said it before, I'll say it again. By God, she wants to be God. I really believe she does. I don't think that's an exaggeration. She wants to wield that power. And oh my God, that should... Scare the when she's on her when she's on her weekly telecast, she's like, oh, like she, like she cares so much about you. She does not care about you. No, not in the what, least. If she cared about you, think about what she's done to so many people, destroyed so many lives in this state. She does not care about you. Wake yeah. up and realize that. You know, Natalie and I, talking about fear, we attend the same church. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you it's packed. We're still going to church every week. And we're not wearing masks. And we're singing. And we're not social distancing. And guess what? None of us are dying. Imagine that. My favorite preacher out in Baton Rouge, Tony Spell. His church every week, actually a couple times a week, packed. <clears throat> and nobody's wearing a mask. Everybody's singing, celebrating. Guess what? Nobody's dying. Yep. Okay? You are being lied to. This is not worth it for something that you may catch or may not. I know a lot of people that have caught it. They've all recovered. I don't know a single person that I have personal that I personally know that has died. They've caught it. They've got it got over it in a few days in most cases. <clears throat> just like you get over anything else, the regular flu every year, all kinds of other things that go around. You typically get over it in a few days. This is the same same way, okay? Yep. So don't live in fear because of something that has over a 99% chance of not happening to you, and that's if you actually catch it, which you may or may not. Natalie and I both caught it. We're fine. My roommate, 75 years old, caught it. He was over it in a few days, quicker than me. And I'm 20 <laughs> years younger. <Okay>? Yes. <laughs> He's still with me. He didn't die. 
<clears throat> so yeah, but to be fair, um, he is kind of crotchety, and every crotchety old <laughs> man I know. I think he's has, way too stubborn. Longer than anybody. Oh I know. yeah, it's he, a blessing. It really he, is. He's not going to go down easy. No. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. No. No, no way. So I'm thinking, Natalie, um, we got like about 30 minutes left in this show this week, and I don't think we're going to get into the rules for radicals. Maybe we'll cover oh, that yeah. next week. We'll That's going to be a that long subject. Week. So maybe what we'll do is we'll we got a couple callers. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we do. so let's yeah. take let, next caller in the queue. You are with Rebecca and Natalie in the Kiva. What's your name? Hey caller, you are in the Kiva. Hello. Hi. Hi, my name is Frank. I'm out here in Rio Rancho. Hi, Frank. Thanks and, for calling. Okay, listen, I have a couple of things. I was an establishment journalist for like 30 years. Oh, I'm sorry to there, hear that. And I was very radical, and I was a Democrat until I became uh, about a year and a half ago. And uh, when I saw what was happening to President Trump and uh, was the manipulation of the news, I uh, registered as a Republican. Good but for I you. I wanted to bring out a couple of things that I experienced over over my career. I covered I covered Mexico, and in fact, I was the national editor of the Mexico City News out of Mexico City. Uh-huh. And I covered I covered the uh, upheavals of Central America during the eighties. And uh, the, I first encountered the machine manipulation of uh, of elections during uh, the mid nineteen eighty elections in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, it was called at that time uh, uh, the West Bank, okay, mm-hmm. because supposedly it was initially developed by the Israelis. Then in 1988, while I was national editor of the, of the Mexico City News, uh, the same thing happened in the, 90, uh, in the 88 election in Mexico City. And at that time, uh, suddenly in the middle of the night, all the computers, all the uh, voting machines went down. Oh, really? Well, that sounds familiar, don't it? Yeah, Cortina Cardenas was running uh, against, I think, if I remember, Salinas Agotari. And uh, all of a sudden, in Gobernación, all the the voting machines went down for a number of hours. And then, lo and behold, the... uh, the uh, pre backed by the U.S. government, et cetera, at that time, uh, suddenly won the election. Okay, so, wow! And that, and that also was called the West Bank. Supposedly, it was developed by certain intelligence agencies uh, to control the voting in the West Bank of uh, occupied Israel. I don't know if that was true or not, mm. but but you said uh, this was Guatemala, Guatemala, or um, sorry, what? hello. Oh, we lost that oh, caller. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Frank. Sorry. If you hear us there, there was a call us back in, Frank, because that was really interesting. Yeah, because we'd like to hear the rest with. of what you had. So call back in, and we'll we'll get you on right yes, away. Yes, but, but who do we have in the Kiva now? Hi, my name's Audrey. Hi, Audrey. Hi, Hi there. I was at the rally today, and actually, Yay! Some of the hey, is that is that yeah. our is that our Audrey? Audrey, too? It's not. Oh, oh okay. Darn. All right. Well. That's okay. I know, <laughs> I know there's another one. You sound but, a little bit uh, like her. <laughs> I stumbled upon it as I was going to Santa Fe for another reason, but I thought, hey, I'm joining in. Awesome. awesome. Thank Great. you. It, it was wonderful just traveling there, but I want to tell you about an experience. Okay. Are you there? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Right here. So uh, we haven't gotten to the location yet, and I was on Old Santa Fe Trail, window down, beautiful day. Everybody has their flags. All I have are stickers on my little Subaru. And <laughs> you have a Subaru, were, too. It's like, wow. Subaru with Trump stickers. Okay, I, I love it. 
so uh, there was a small family, a father, mother, and uh, I would say maybe a nine-year-old daughter walking down Old Santa Fe Trail. And this is what I heard. The mother said, those people are dangerous. And she she got her daughter as if she was going to rush her, as if she was pulling her out in front of, as if a car was going to run over her. She pulled her away, shielded her eyes so that she could not see us. We were literally just in our cars on Old Santa Fe Trail, in, in the caravan, just waiting to get to our destination. Our so, hey, quick question. Was the caravan really about 20 miles long? It could have been. You okay, what? I, that's what we heard. It, it, it could have been. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. And, okay. But I, I was appalled that this is what this lady is teaching her daughter, Sad. telling her that, that I am dangerous. A small little blonde girl who is just in her car talking with my passenger, and I, I, I was blown away at, the, at the, the reaction to somebody with a few stickers on their car and, and the cars around us flags. And if that is what is, is being taught to young girls, young boys, that to fear somebody wearing a red T-shirt and a, and a Trump sticker, then, wow. then we're in for it. You know, this, wow. is what hap- this, what, this is what's happening by people only getting their news from the mainstream news. They're getting just or brainwashed and just hammered constantly all day long by all of this propaganda. And they're living in fear. They're living in fear. The, uh, what, what was one of those things that I read off the emotional abuse checklist of turning people against you, mm-hmm. turning them against each other? Yeah. yeah. Um, painting you out uh, to be something that you're not. Yeah, it, this is part of the emotional abuse that our governor is subjecting us to. And this is why we rally. Thank you very much, Audrey, for joining that rally. Absolutely. Um, anything else about the rally that you wanted to say, by the way? When, when did it end? When did it talk? Oh, did, did we lose her? Oh, okay, we lost her. Sorry. Oh. Um, but yeah, the pe- people are looking at us saying we're the dangerous ones. I'm sorry, we're not the ones taking freedoms. No. We're not the ones saying you need to be a prisoner in your own home. We're not the ones saying that your children can't play with other children. And by the way, I, I don't need permission to have my kids play with other children. Fine, thank you. They play just fine with others. Yeah. Uh, we're not the ones that are saying, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, you know, take it off, stay in your home, etc. No! You know what? If you want to stay in your home, if you want to live in fear, that is your choice. Fine, if you feel like staying in your home forever is going to protect you, fine. It's your home. It's your life. Do what you want to do. I'm just not for any one person telling everybody that they have to do that. No. And we're the ones out here trying to be the voice to let you know that you have the right to live as a free American that's the country we live in. We and live in a country. You don't need with, a governor or a mayor's you don't need permission. permission. No. No. Oh, and by the way, a little update too. Apparently, on an upcoming city council meeting, Albuquerque City Council is going to be discussing passing a city measure to make it easier for public health officials to enforce the governor's public health edicts. 
Does that sound like the sort of thing that happens in a free country? So you all better call your city council members as well. Call your don't just find your legislators. Call your city council members and tell them don't you dare sell us out. They they want to be able to have city officials be able to fine people up to $500 for being in violation of public health orders. They want that power. I had a friend of mine send me a post on Facebook the other day that said, just because you voted for communists doesn't mean that I'm going to be willing to comply with communism. Right. I will never comply with communism. If this goes bad and I... God help us if it does. I hope it doesn't. Um, I will not comply. My life could get very, very difficult, but I'm still not going to comply. If we all had that attitude that you're not going to comply no matter what, they would have no power. Mm-hmm. They're only going to have power if you give it to them. Can you imagine if just one day people decided not to wear their masks anymore and into a they, store? Yeah, what are they going to do about it? What's Costco going to do? Yeah. Kick everybody out? You know, I did my little part that I could because one person can make a difference. Because if everybody has that attitude that one person can make a difference. Now, I refused to comply at Costco and I canceled my membership. I said, no. You don't have any right to tell me to do that. You don't have any right to tell me all these people that were always speaking out about, I have freedom over my own body. Well, you're darn right I do. I do have freedom over my own body, and I have a right to not cover my face. If you don't want to. That's right. I'm sorry. I don't need permission to be human and breathe fresh air. And I'll be darned if I'll be responsible for child abuse in restricting my children's breathing as well. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, we got more callers. Okay, Ooh, let's just okay. keep taking them calls. Let's take calls. Okay, next call in the queue. You are on with Rebecca and Natalie in the Kiva. What is your name? Yes, my name is Frank. I was on the line. Oh, oh Frank. Frank. Frank, I'm glad you called back. You got cut off oh, somehow. I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get paranoid or anything. <laughs> well, you know, they could be listening to us, and they could be uh, going in and trying to censor our calls. That's right. Yeah, I, but in that, I just wanted to say that I've seen this process in the past, okay? And uh, at, first I, at first, I looked at it from a leftist perspective because that's what I was for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And now I'm beginning to see where, you know, uh, I, my after 74 years, my eyes finally opened uh, I was named after Roosevelt. Uh, my grandfather fought in the Russian Revolution, so I uh, knew. You know, so I was brainwashed from the time I was a child. You know, mm-hmm. and then finally, when I saw President Trump and I saw what he was doing and I saw what was going on, and I, my, my eyes suddenly opened up. But I was part of that established media for many, many years. And in the 80s, when I worked for the Hearst Corporation in the early 80s, you know, I saw the corporate takeover of uh, of of newspapers and journalism etc and uh, and pretty soon i began to uh, uh, they began to tell me don't write stories about what's going on in reality basically don't write about reality write puff pieces you know that's what we want from you things that are you know like hollywood pieces wow. and the uh, etc i mean they didn't use those words but that's basically what they were saying i'm too serious Mm-hmm. of a journalist, you know, and uh, I just wanted to reflect, uh, uh, I mean, uh, extend a little bit of that information to you that I'm well aware of the uh, of the uh, fraud 
that uh, has probably been going on in this country for many, many years as well. We just are finally waking up to it. I, to I think it's just now like coming to a head to where it's just really, really blatant. I mean, I think we've overlooked a little bit of fraud here and there over the years. It's like, ah, eh, you know. We've been like a frog boiling in water. People have kind of come to expect a little here, a little there. Yeah. But the magic of this president is, you know, he makes everybody kind of go crazy and perk up. So uh, he, he, he's been making the left overplay their hand. And now... Yeah, exactly. He opened my eyes. And I'm pretty soon there's a terrible feeling to know that, uh, that everything you believe in uh, almost everything, and it's certainly uh, for all of your life, suddenly you begin to realize, hey, wait a second, I was wrong. You know, I didn't, you know, I was so indoctrinated. I, I mm-hmm. thought I was, I thought I was, in, quote, infiltrating the establishment media at that time as, as an extreme leftist. Okay, I'm going to talk about really extreme. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I've suddenly realized that all the things that I was told and all the things that I believed in and all the things that I saw, you know, that uh, that they told me and what I should think was completely, completely wrong. Well, you, you know, know, Frank, if was... you can wake up, other people can wake up, too. Yeah. And you should, you know, just like you hear alcoholics coming out and talking mm-hmm. about how they used to be alcoholics and they influence other people, you can get out there and you can influence other people, and maybe you can get through to them where maybe we can't. Yeah, you know how they think. You oh, know how they, mainstream I, media thinks. They, absolutely. And, you know, at that time, I thought I was doing a service hmm. to, quote, to quote the people. You know, I was right. a, a soldier for the people and against the establishment and against the – but even though I thought I was infiltrating the establishment in order to, to change minds, you know, towards my, the leftist perspective, and I did. I wrote between the lines. You know, that I, uh, you know, I admit that for many, many years I, I wrote, well, you know, between the lines so people would receive what, quote, the propaganda that I was expounding. Mm. And the reality of it is, is that uh, uh, I'm glad I woke up. Me and too. I, I, I have the, you know, I completely support President Trump's effort and the efforts of, of uh, patriots in this country to preserve our electoral process. Well, we're glad that and, uh, you're out there fighting with us, Frank. Um, we need more people like you. We yeah. do. Yeah. And we need people I, I, who are willing to speak up and read between the lines that are given us in propaganda and tell I, I, the I, truth. I wrote better between the lines than on the lines. But now you know when people are I, doing the same thing. Exactly. And it really hurts me because uh, the naivete of, you know, I had to train Columbia Journalism School graduates and, and uh, University of Missouri School uh, Journalism School graduates. And I trained them in journalism, with, you know, what, what we thought was real journalism back in those days, mm. uh, down the street, gumshoe type journalism. And they all came out with predetermined views of the world. Yep, and they they all wanted to be uh, uh, they all wanted to be investigative reporters. They all wanted to to serve social interests. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is, is that you know, as a journalist, you have to be able to be right down the middle, present both sides, yep. and stand back and stand and back and just report and, the truth. That's all we right. want. We That's want the truth. That's all we really want. We just want the truth. I, I don't get yeah. people asking me for conservative news. I get people mm-hmm. asking me, where can I get real? news that's all we want 
I was trained by the managing editor, an old man named Jaime Plan down in Mexico City. I, were, I lived in Mexico probably almost 20 years in total. And, uh, and Jaime was an old, from the El Paso Times, mm-hmm. and he was an old down-on-the-street gumshoe journalist. He said, I don't care. And he was a leftist also, but he was a journalist. And he never let his, his, his viewpoint go into the story. He had to be, get the facts both sides of the equation and present it to the public as it should be. And that's, and that's, mm. and that's what I learned. I wasn't loyal to that for a while, but I certainly appreciate the training that I, I only wish journalists received that training today. I do too. Oh man. Well, Frank, well, maybe, Frank, maybe you. you need to, uh, take some journalists under your wing Absolutely. and train them in the old, but good ways. Yes. I, uh, I, we, I, we need them. We need them. He can be their Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And there's plenty, there's plenty of places to do that online. And you know that Frank Frank brings up a, a good point. That's one of the big lies that's that's told by the left there, and and that is, oh yeah, there's a place for you in our ranks. And eventually, what happens is to boil this down simply is, um, like in school, there was a bully, and the the bully could obtain only a finite amount of power. And at some point, he runs out of people to bully. Mm-hmm. And guess who's next? The guy standing next to him, who's been part of the bullying. He's now part of the bullied. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, p- people, do what you can. Thank you so much for speaking out, Frank. Frank, we really, keep listening really and call that. us again sometime. Yes. And uh, you know what? Maybe considering, um, you know, writing some editorials Absolutely. on puff pieces and tearing them apart and tearing into why they're propaganda. You know, just a thought. You got yeah. skills. Apparently at 74, it is not too late to Use see the light Use those skills to help truth. us fight the fight. Yeah. So who else do we have next in the Kiva? Go ahead, caller. Who do we have on the line? Hello. 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 What's your name? Hi, my name is Charles. Hi, Charles. I'm the biker that you talked to me uh, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Oh, thank well, you. That was, our, that was our very first live show. Right. I missed last week's show. I was in Moriarty doing some work. Oh, okay. But that's all right. Uh, you can you can re, you can hear our uh, repeat on rockoftalk.chat, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. It's a great app. Go for it. Right. Yeah, so William Wallace, my dog and I, uh, Rebecca might recognize that name. <laughs> I recognize it, too. <laughs> right. From what I sent you on uh, Facebook. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, I had uh, just a, a few comments. One was about the masks. Okay. Um I was in the military for a long time. I don't want the government to protect me from myself. No, nope, right. neither do I. That's right. Right. Uh, I will wear a mask if I want to, but other than that, I am medically exempt from it. Yep. Yep. So we we all I, I should be about, actually. Right. But uh, you had made a comment about the systemic uh, racism towards Native Americans. Mm-hmm. My wife is from Taos Pueblo. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it myself. But uh, what I'm calling about was she made a comment that she thought that Native Americans were treated badly until she married a veteran. Ah. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is pretty shameful how we right. treat our veterans. Yeah, she said it, it's just shameful that illegal immigrants can get more help easier than an honorably discharged veteran. Yep. So I have to agree with her on that. And the other thing that you had mentioned was the uh, the fetal lung tissue. Right. Yes. 
I want you to look up HEK293. Oh, I've heard of that one. Mm-hmm. H-E-K-293. Yeah, human embryonic kidney. 293. Right. They use it uh, in uh, vaccines also, yep. uh, antivirals, and it's mm-hmm. also a food additive. What? Oh, food additive? Yes. What? Uh, Nestle, yes. It's in uh, a lot of the Nestle products. Oh. I'm not gonna mention oh, my God. Right. I hope it's not in my chocolate bars. Yes, it is. Oh, oh no. Oh, my gosh. Are you freaking kidding me? <gasps> no. Uh, I thought it was uh, a BS conspiracy theory, and then I looked it up. Like Human you know, like embryonic kidney cells As are in our chocolate bars? As food oh. flavoring additive. Oh, no. my gosh. Oh, so you're looking it up now? Yes. Oh, yeah. We have computers yeah. here. We're looking things up. Oh, right. Crap. Oh, there is so many foods that we will not eat anymore because of that. <gasps> Doritos. Oh, no. Not Doritos. No. Doritos. Right. No. You know, Frank, I'm not sure if I even wanted oh, to, to hear this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Aborted fe- and- fetal cells used as food flavor enhancers. Food flavor. Two nine three. Human embryonic kidney cells. Oh my gosh. Okay, but what's really strange about this HEK two nine three? It was developed in 1972. Yep. The same year that Roe versus Wade was, uh, uh, I won't say passed. I, I forgot the word I'm looking for. But when Roe versus Wade went through the Supreme Court. Well, that's not a witness oh coincidence, gosh. is it? Yeah, and wow. uh, Bennett Green also came out that year. <laughs> it's the government turning us into cannibals. Yeah, wow. Right. <laughs> Oh, uh, but I should get off the line and let other people call. We could talk uh, yeah. theories <laughs> oh. all day well, long. Thank you, Charles. Um, I'm, I'm going to... No, Frank, isn't it? Frank, Frank. Frank. No, it's, no, 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 it's Charles. Charles. Charles, okay, Charles. Yeah, Frank okay, was Frank was before, before Charles. Okay, thanks, Charles. And, and I think. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know whether to say thank you or no thank you, but uh, I'm going to include some of these links that I have found in the show notes about aborted fetal cells used as food... Flavor enhancers. Yeah. Oh my God! I love Doritos. I love Doritos. I like my Hershey's think, chocolate bars. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to look at a bag of Doritos the same no. way again. Yeah. Do we have any more calls, John? <sighs> oh my God! Oh my God. gosh! We're flooded. Calls. Okay, let's okay, just keep let's, taking them. Next go. caller in the queue. You're on the Kiva. Uh, am I on? Hi. Yes, you, you are. You are on in the Kiva. What's your Hi. name? Hi, uh, Linda. And Hi, Linda. I'm sitting. I'm sitting. I live on the far northeast touch, and I parked my my husband's truck on the west side because my grandson is living with a roommate. First of all, I just want to tell you that my husband and I are in our 70s, and my husband is not in really good health. And this morning he said, maybe I should go to the hospital. He's, you know, not going through a lot of detail, but he's diabetic and mm-hmm. it's not been controlled very well. But So the doctors keep postponing and stuff like that because, you know, they're behind. Right. So I, so I said, well, you know, not the best time to go, so let's just sort of wait it out till Monday, and then we'll see. And if we have to go to urgent care, that's where I, excuse me, that's where I would go. But what I was going to say, I'm the designated uh, designated everything in my home. My grandson uh, moved here from Sweden because he's half Swedish and half American, and he joined the Navy and got, um, uh, you know, he's going into boot camp probably, hopefully, next month. 
right. he got sworn in. So we're real proud of him and his 18-year-old brother who voted for Trump for the first time. Yeah, and uh, their father is Swedish, of course. But anyway, my point was that he started going to one of the one of the churches that I go to, and he came home really depressed one day. And I said, "What's the matter, sweetie?" And he said, "You know," he said, the, uh, "My friends have told me that there's been three uh, t- uh, teenagers and adults that uh, the pastor has officiated at three funerals where these kids have committed suicide." Oh, and it broke my heart because I thought, you know, he was very restless for a while, and he has a little part-time job. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, this can't, this cannot go on. And he worries about us, so he moved out with, with a relative. It's a young man, and so he said, "Grandma, I want you and Grandpa to be safe." So that's, you know, we're trying to stay away from each other as much as we can. But um, that story about my church, you know, was our pastor actually officiated over. Three young people within a week and a half. That's that's really sad. Yes, it is. So, our governor is not paying attention, and uh, yeah, we're probably part of the death panels. You know, I still work. I have a little part-time business, and I'm not fearful. I pray every time I go, and I wear a mask where it's mandated, and that's what I have to do. You know, and so um, yeah. But um, anyway, that's that that's just basically what I wanted to say, and. My other question was, I don't know if I'm supposed to ask this on the air, is, is, maybe it's a rumor, is our governor really in Hawaii? Um, I don't know. Is our governor in Hawaii? I've, I've, I've heard rumors, yeah, and I'm getting yeah, a firm too. no. Uh, okay. I I'm don't getting want a firm to no on that. Yeah, okay. I haven't heard anything about that. We know that yeah. she was in Spain months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Well, I you know it's not good to spread rumors, of course. And uh, I don't I don't even subscribe to cable, to be honest with you. But good for uh, you. One, yeah, one more point I was going to make, and then I'll let, let other callers call in. We had uh, friends. I grew up in northern New Mexico, and you know that's like I think we were the minority in my family. We were the only Republicans in the in, in, in the whole little town that I lived in. But uh, I had. Two friends that that passed away. Uh, it's going to be three weeks, and uh, they were in their 80s. And uh, the man, my friend, had uh, heart problems, and they had had him on hospice, hospice, and they had done a COVID test on him. He was negative. So the week he was dying, they insisted, well, that, you know, that they do another COVID test, and the daughter said, no, he's fine. And um, they, uh, okay, then the wife died a week later. I mean, this is like. You know, what What are the chances of that? But right. I think it was just really hard on her. So anyway, uh, when they were getting paperwork ready, my uh, my friend, that was her, her father, was noting that they were putting uh, COVID. And she said, no, don't you even dare do that. She said, my father has been ill for six months. And so wow. these numbers, you know, I, you know, you wonder, are they inflated? You know, what to believe? I, I don't know. It's but, hard to know what to believe nowadays. Because it really is. we're not we're so we're not told the truth most of the time. We're not told yeah, the truth. There's no transparency. No, no transparency. And you know, my grandson just come back from Sweden, of course, last year, and, and he said, "My friend, he said no, nobody's wearing masks there." And I said, "Well, how would you nope. feel if you had to go go there?" And he said, "Well, first of all, I can't right now," but he said, "I don't know because he said it's really scary. Everybody's wearing masks here," and he said, "I wear them," and um, but. They did the herd immunity, you know, smaller, smaller country, of course, yeah. but uh, it's, I, you know, they never 
the schools no, were they, open. they never locked down. They never closed the schools. And no. um, they, they have a better rate, apparently, than Spain or Belgium yeah. or the U.K. Or the U.K. And you know what? They take very good care of their elderly because he's got a grandmother that's in her 80s. And, and he said, you know, she's in pretty good health. And But, you know, they're cautious, like, like my husband and I are. My husband doesn't go out a lot. And mm-hmm. so I'm the one that's got to be responsible for for his you know, for his care, and, and I try to be, but I'm not going to be afraid, you know. Right, and, I'm, and we shouldn't. We shouldn't no. be afraid. Thank, thank you so much for calling in okay. today. You know, bless okay, you and your you. husband and your grandchildren, Linda. Yes, um, thank do, you. Do we have time for one more caller in the Kiva? Okay, you got like uh, one minute. One caller more in the Kiva. Yes, is that me? Yes, that's, that's you. you. We're running out oh, of time, great. so be I'm, quick, I'm okay? Now. Well, listen, I, I don't have a – I'm not going to take you much too much, but I was listening to you. I listened to you last week. Thank you. And I have just been uh, chomping at the bit at what I can do. So I was at my computer, and I thought, you know what? In PGMLJ, I have tons of family members, friends and family. I have printed out 50 sheets of MLG and Fill I'm going to go out there, and I am going to have to sign because I know they will sign. They can't stand what's going on. And I'm just out to wherever else is listening, do the same, and let's get this beast out of our hair. Amen to that. Thank you. What is your name? My name is Peggy. I, I have those canaries that you... Oh, Peggy the bird lady. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for calling back, Peggy. Thank you oh, yeah. so, so much. Jeez. What you're doing is huge. Yes, spread the word. Impeach MLG. That's huge, Peggy. That yeah, is and, huge. Yeah, and you know, everyone can do that. I mean, everybody has a printer. Mostly everybody. You just get your family members. That's right. And that's it, or whatever. I mean, we can do this. If we, we can. If we get together. We can do this. We can. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Peggy. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. God bless. That's right. Okay, everybody. We are out of time. So please listen to us on Saturday from... One, One to, to five, five apparently. <laughs> and uh, you can email us at libertyladiesunite at gmail.com. And remember, resistance is not futile. And stay free. Absolutely. I wish that I could fly into the sky.